0: Uh, welcome to the Camp Good
1: Boy podcast
2: <laughs> uh, Episode 77 Oh, 77? Or are we in the 80s? No, we're not in the 80s yet, we're 77
1: I don't know how, it just, a week passes and I have, I could not, gun to head I would never be able to tell you what episode we've <laughs> just done
2: I could have sworn we were in the
1: 80s does that happen to you, Earl?
2: 77, yeah, not in the yeah. 80s yet.
3: I think I'm still living in 1977
2: <laughs> yeah. good, good, good Grateful Dead year. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah sure. I saw you had a yeah. Garcia background on your iPad. Uh, yeah, as a matter of fact. <laughs> right. Yeah,
1: wouldn't have pegged you for a Grateful Dead guy. Exactly. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: I, I think I'd definitely peg you for a, for a
1: Grateful Dead guy. I'm,
3: I'm kind of a, you know, I'm a deadhead. I, 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 a Beatles guy, deadhead. I mean, that's just kind of when I grew up. Yeah, right. But I was kind of a latecomer to The Grateful Dead. Jerry Garcia was already dead when I started really getting into him. Oh, interesting. I was more into like progressive rock and stuff that was really sort of where you had to learn stuff, you know, sort of note for note.
1: Totally. Like Genesis and Yes and that kind of stuff, King Crimson. Crimson. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah.
3: I mean, I knew Chris Squire from Yes. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, who? And Chris was way into UFOs. That was one of the things that kind of prompted me to, you know, become a, a UFO investigator. But uh, when I, you know, people kept on sending me CDs and DVDs, The Grateful Dead. They're going, Earl, you, I know you're going to love this. So <laughs> you just have to give yeah, it a right. chance, you know. It's like, oh, you know, it just kind of haphazard, you know, stuff. But when I started really listening to it, and I started really getting it. It's mm-hmm. like, you know form follows function and th- this is like this is taking really strange forms and, and and you know it's like especially the song Dark Star. Oh, oh my yeah. god, yeah. I mean it's never the same. They, no, it's, it's always different. Yeah. And, hundreds and, it's, and hundreds it's like 40
2: minutes times. long every time.
3: Yeah, and it's never the same song. It's right. like a different song that they make up as they go along. They still do that.
1: You know? Yeah, I think Jerry yeah. was probably channeling some alien intelligence. He's probably uh, an alien.
3: I, you know, I have, I have uh, I know the guys that he used to live with, his old personal assistants, mm-hmm. and, and they they would like sit around in the same room and they they would fall asleep in there. They called it the snorkestra, right? But they said that Jerry Garcia disappeared for three days. Oh what, yeah, what year? This was uh, in the nineteen eighties, late nineteen eighties, I think.
2: Oh God, because that's when he was just coming out of his coma. Mm -hmm. So who knows what? Oh, so he, he, he said that he
3: was. He said that he was abducted. But they were friendlies, that they were mantis, yeah. praying mantis aliens. <laughs> wow. They took them on a three-day trip. <laughs>
1: Wait, I would love to hear Jerry Garcia. but I mean, that totally yeah, makes sense. Have, so like, if you were, it, it seems like aliens are always kidnapping these total duds. Like, why aren't you coming down for, like, the creme de la creme? <laughs> like, the great? Well, they, they heard, like, they,
2: they heard uh, Europe 72, and they were like, let's go get that guy. We want exactly. a private concert.
1: You know, uh, but before, we, we don't usually have, do a lot of interviews on the podcast, but because most of the times we have people on an interview that I'm like, they aren't that interesting. Mm. But Earl is the exception of the rule. Yeah, uh, big time. He well, um uh, MUFON uh, chief investigator. Um, That's me. Case uh, a worker. And just, like, what does MUFON stand for? Uh, the for Mutual
3: UFO Network. Yeah. And we've been in, in, in existence since 1969, right around when they closed, the, the Air Force closed Project Blue Book is when we started up. And uh, we've been doing the Air Force's job for 51 years. Right, now. yeah. <laughs> what was Project Blue Book? Uh, that was the Air Force's uh, investigation into the phenomena, which wasn't really uh, forthcoming. It, w- it was more to kind of debunk it in the public eye.
0: Mm.
3: You know, uh, it, This kind of started back in 1952 with a Robertson panel when Washington was saying, you know, I mean, the White House had a flyover two mm-hmm. times in one week, right? And people were getting real antsy, and people were talking in newspapers. It was every single front page, you know, Mm -hmm. they were talking about this stuff. So they tried to figure out how to handle it, and their way of handling it was to make it an object of ridicule. That if you say that you had seen a UFO, that uh, we'll get scientists to laugh at them. Mm -hmm. We'll get the media sources to laugh at them. And, uh, and it worked very, very well. It, it still works today, but not quite as well. So,
1: but, I mean, that's just government 101. I mean, that's what they yeah, do right. to, to anyone. Everything. Everything, yeah. yeah.
3: I mean, they didn't want people to, to worry. They also, um, you know, I mean, we talked about my mom last time uh, a bit who oh, yeah. worked for Howard Hughes. Mm-hmm. And my mom was well aware that UFOs were of very, very significant interest to the government. And, and my mom said that uh, the government knows that it's real," she said. They, "They they know that we're not alone, right? So, um, so
2: it's just pub, it's just panic. They just don't want people to panic. That's why they I mean, we don't they cover
3: want to in... share stuff that we know with Russia and our uh, enemy. Yeah. That's the other thing, which I'm sure still plays into it. now. Uh-huh. right, right. I mean, now you know that that uh, the the whole incident that happened off of Catalina Island that came to light in the New York Times, the Nimitz and, and Princeton affair that happened in two thousand and four. Uh, the gun camera video came out, and it was the New York Times front page. So it's on the front page again. (laughs) And this time, the Air Force is saying, uh, this actually did happen. It wasn't us, and we have no idea what it is. We're very interested in it. No, what do you think,
1: especially because it's been about a year since you last came in here, and I'm even noticing way more in mainstream media, Yes. That you have, and Trump even said there's UFOs. He's seen the files. He's like, I don't know, I don't know what they are. <laughs> but uh, in this day and age, you
2: can't keep anything. Yeah. Nothing stays quiet. There's no, like there's well, impossible. This, no, is great. Like, this is the golden age for it like seems UFO like stuff.
1: You're on the front lines, but doesn't it feel like this year, not like disclosure is um, like on the way, but like it's way more yes. mainstream people are ready almost. Storming to, Area 51 yeah. was yeah. A whole oh, started as a joke, great. It
3: became a meme, and then it yeah. became like a. a, a it, it was a concern, and I was concerned. I mean, I, I, I was actually on a, a TV show on travel channel called Storming Area 51. Oh, really? And and uh, the main thing that, you know, what I presented was, was for God's sake, don't storm it.
2: You don't right. want to storm that it. That could have been, <laughs> like, the darkest day in American history. If they, if they well, had, like, really been like, Kent let's stay, go.
3: You've seen Kent? You know,
2: no, was oh, totally. totally. bad. I mean, those guys which would have been, like... <laughs> Shit, I, I got to do it. Well, just you have like all you have
1: like the Watts riots and then like <laughs> the LA riots. And imagine if there was like the UFO riots <laughs> exactly. of like
2: the desert. That like. would have been just a yeah. dark, dark day. It would yeah, have been
3: bad. Well, you know mm. that. Uh, I mean, even the Air Force's official site they, they they took it down pretty quickly. But there was there was a, a picture of a B two bomber. It said, "This will be the last thing that stormers of Area Fifty One yeah, right. will Yeah, right. Totally. Yeah, totally. And and that's pretty. That that was up there, mm-hmm. and that was the Air Force's website. So uh, there you go.
2: But then it just <laughs> then it just turned into a bunch of people just like, let's just go hang out. Yeah. Did you so go? People didn't. Did no? I didn't go. No. I, I
3: was I was trying to get people to not go because I was afraid of what would happen. But it sort of turned into the alien. Woodstock without music. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I bet it was actually probably
2: pretty fun. But they yeah, sh- I, heard it was- I I saw some videos and I was like, oh, I bet they're having a good time. Yeah.
3: Well, the guys that did this Did show- Tom
2: DeLonge play? The, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> 182. Like, 182. I, I, that
3: probably would have been apropos. He's probably a better... Uh, musician than a ufologist too. right so,
1: uh, no. is he kind of like looked at as kind of a clown in the uFO world I mean because yeah, he comes on and of. says that he's like the government this is the lead singer of Blinkweddy yeah. too who's now just full blown all about okay. disclosure and and he's he claims that like the go- he's in cahoots with the government and he's been like the chosen one to bring the information to people and it's just like you
3: know I don't Scary. know man they did pick him yeah, they did pick him, and I think that because there's there's uh you know, they have a different paradigm now from the, the Robertson panel paradigm. They are actually releasing information to the public, uh, slowly. But I think that, you know, after 71 years passed of the Roswell mm. incident, uh, If 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 we were being invaded, our visitors are doing a really bad job of it. Right. I mean. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, seventy-one years is for an invasion. You know, and and even a silent invasion. We're talking like how many generations there. You know. Right. 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 Ridiculous. So I think that, uh, you know, I'm not. You know, I'm not going to try and express what the government is thinking about mm. it. But I think that it was, it, it's been such a long time and so many people uh, want to know. And there's just outrage out there that they're sitting on this still. And then that, that video came out, the, the, the Nimitz, uh, the Tic Tac Which UFO. one? The, of of the tic tac UFO, where it looks just like a tic tac candy, but it was forty feet across. The thing. It's was, a big tic tac. Whoa! Yeah, yeah really. <laughs> it's going Mach Jeez. eighteen, right? Okay. I mean, you know how that story started. I mean, they were getting radar hits. I I, I know the guy who is. And
1: this the, is by off Catalina. Yes. Yeah.
3: It was to, towards Baja. It was it was that way towards the Mexican uh, peninsula there, uh, Baja Peninsula. And uh, they were doing uh, war games out there. It was the, the USS uh, Princeton battleship and the USS Nimitz aircraft carrier. Um, the gentleman who was at the, uh, at the radar desk, uh, they kept seeing these strange anomalies where they were, it was going up from like, like out of the atmosphere all the way down to the sea level mm. and then shooting back up. Mm. To the bottom of the sea. Uh, to just, the surface. Just, oh, of the oh, ocean. oh, oh, okay. And they kept getting these hits over and over again, and finally they said, we need to send out uh, some, some planes and see what the heck is going on. So they uh, they sent out a little squadron of, of uh, F-118s, and lo and behold, they were intercepted by this object that was going Mach 18 that's pretty fast. It was not. <laughs> it was. It was. It was not making sonic booms. I mean, it should have been boom, boom, boom. Right. You know, but it was. It was defying uh, the laws of physics as we know them. Mm. You
2: know? Are there are there pictures of, of this?
3: There's video.
1: Well, oh, this was really? this was on it's the video. cover of the New York Times, right? Yeah. Oh, this yeah. oh, Okay. What was the headline? Giant Tic Tac flies <laughs> yeah, over Catalina yeah, Island.
3: Really. <laughs> I forget exactly how it read, but it was it was. I mean, it was unequivocal the way it was worded. It was, yeah. you know, UFO encountered, uh, you know, off of Catalina Island in California, and and uh, the Air Force says that they it wasn't theirs, and they have no idea what it was. Right.
1: And it, are, we, are we talking like mint Tic Tac, or is that like an orange Tic Tac? Is just... <laughs> I don't know.
3: I got yeah, some in right, my right, pocket. Right. There. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Oops! <laughs> oh, there there <laughs> don't it was is. Talking my Siri. Oh, you do have them. I mean, is that for percussion?
1: Yeah, you know, uh, like a
3: maraca. Nice. But uh, but well, it's forty feet across. It was absolutely nothing on the surface of it. There's no uh, no cockpit. Yeah. To, and 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 you don't build a forty foot drone. Right. I mean, it, if you build something that's forty feet across, you've got a crew. Of yeah. Some
1: kind. You know, And Mach 18, I mean, that's, that's... I feel like anytime you put Mach in front of a number, that fucker's going Even Mach fast. 1 is fast, isn't the it? Space,
3: the space shuttle, when it was when it was you know, re-entering into the atmosphere, would hit Mach f- 3.5 or 4, I think, was the max. that. And that's re-entering into the atmosphere.
2: Well, then they called that Razor Mach 3. It's like, whoa, I don't, yeah. I don't even yeah. the hairs to come out that quick. Well, this <laughs> Relax, Gillette. This is 18 Juliet.
3: times the speed of sound, yeah. Okay. And if and 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 if they have some way of to, to negate the gr- gravatic, uh effects, uh, you're, you're jelly on the wall. Yeah. Right? I mean, I mean, it's not a Roadrunner cartoon where you get hit with an anvil after falling off the Grand Canyon and you right. walk away. But the obviously they have some way to negate the effects of of gravity. Uh, it was uh, define uh, Newton's laws. It was define the laws of thermodynamics.
2: Yeah. Was, so there's uh, some. <laughs> So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: That's the one. Phillips got it loaded up on his phone.
2: And I mean, do you see how quickly it disappears out of the radar? Yeah. And for anybody listening,
1: you can look that up as the Nimitz. N-i is it NIV?
3: N-i-m-i-t-z? Yeah. The USS Nimitz uh, UFO encounter, and right. it'll pop up. You'll you'll see a few things pop up. Uh, David Fravor was the he was the head uh, Top Gun pilot. He's gone on record. Uh, he said that this was not from Earth. He said <laughs> that it's, it's, it's nothing that anybody's ever seen before. And, uh, you, know, many, all the, you know, I think like seven or eight of the pilots have, have gone on record. And, and, uh, and uh, it, it was a real thing. And so I think that that has sort of put a different kind of provenance on uh, ufology as, as a subject. Um, and
2: the government wasn't like, no, no, guys, no, no, don't, don't say that, or like kicking him out of the, the government.
3: Actually, came it was very surprising, and I think that perhaps they were ready to do some disclosure. I know that that uh, now you know that John Podesta, who is Hillary Clinton's uh, yeah. campaign manager. That he was very, very interested in UFOs, so was Harry Reid, and, and it seemed like that was something that the Clintons wanted to do if Hillary were to be elected. Mm-hmm. And of course, that that didn't happen. We got another guy.
0: <laughs>
3: so, but I think that you know that, that that there was some preparation taking place. We also found out that uh, the Pentagon did have a, uh, a multi-million-dollar UFO program, a secret program where they were looking into this into the Nimitz incident and many other incidents uh, that they were taking it very, very seriously and, and, and now and, and that has been admitted to. Mm-hmm. and they still do. They, they, they've changed the name of it because we know about the ATIP program. you know it was a threat assessment right thing. And of course that's what the military is going to see it as. I mean that's the way my mom saw it. She worked for the industrial military complex more or less I mean that is what
1: because she- the priority has to be keeping people safe. It's like is are these things here to just like start
0: yeah right, some, right.
1: some shit yeah. And it's mostly in your opinion is it mostly they're just sort of down here checking, checking on checking on things you know
3: and- I... I would say that... I, I think... I'm kind of a zoo theorist mm-hmm. in part. The okay? Um, you know, I also... I, I have a few titles with MUFON, and and, and one of the other uh, titles I have, I, I'm actually an investigator with the Experiencer Research uh, group that we have there, the ERT. Uh, Kathleen Martin, who's the niece of uh, Betty and Barney Hill, is my boss there. Mm. And... Uh, and so... I mean, I have, I, we have interviewed thousands, literally thousands of people. Uh, we've had, uh, we have certain markers that we go by that, that the public isn't aware of. We have 40 to 60 different markers that, that keep popping up over and over and over in these abduction cases. Mm-hmm. Um, what we found is, is that uh, usually people are visited rather than taken, okay. although people are taken. Now, uh, going back to the zoo theory thing, if, if you have uh, like a lion habitat or a wild an- animal habitat, you want them to live as normally as possible in their confines, but as though it's their habitat. and mm-hmm. You don't want them to feel observed and watched, right? So, but what do we do? We go in there, we tranquilize them. we take them sometimes we do medical procedures we we uh tag them and keep track of them right and it sounds like what's going on here with that whole thing oh yeah okay yeah got it yeah. yeah that's true and it's catch and release i hope anyway
2: do you think they're coming down to to check in on what they maybe created here on yeah, that human. i i don't know you know
3: <laughs> i don't i'm, I'm not georgio from ancient aliens <laughs> right but, no because well, right,
1: no but that is that is if you take the ancient aliens approach mm-hmm. it's that, that that we are a hybrid species could be mm-hmm. that it, that that we were there was one things are like there's a really trippy picture it's like you it's like the it's one of those memes it's like y'all not ready for this and it's like <laughs> it's like a um A a human holding an alien, or it's like an alien mom with a monkey.
2: Oh, yeah. It's like how Jesus is in there somewhere. No, it's that it's,
1: or basically, aliens came down and bred with primates and then had us. Hmm. And that there's different sort of, but that's a whole other. That it does get into more of that ancient aliens kind of thing. I've
3: seen the one that shows like Mm. the, the, the Darwin. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. Where you see the monkey and you see the Australopithecus. Yeah. You see, and then you see man. Well, I've, the one that I saw is, you know, it has ET in there. You know. Yeah,
1: right, yeah. right. But that is that is a theory too. It's like they there and that was could a hybrid. Well, be true. But the, so. and that ancient aliens also gets into aliens coming down to teach Earthlings how to like work. The, these technologies that may have potentially built the pyramids and stuff like that, but it sounds I don't like think that. They built the pyramids. Yeah, I mean,
2: I
3: think that perhaps.
2: <laughs> Show shots fired. That's. Uh, <laughs> do you not? Got, do you not like that got, guy?
3: Well, no, well, I, I like Giorgio. Uh-huh. I mean, he's had me at you know, as a you know, on on panels and stuff at Alien Con, and I, I've talked with him and met him, and he's very, very nice. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't agree with everybody that I mean you're not going to find a whole lot of ufologists that completely agree with each other. Yeah, one, right. right. And, 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 I mean, I try to be at peace with everybody. If somebody knows the phenomenon is real, uh, then that's my friend. We're on the same side, mm. you know. But there's some wild stuff out there. Um, some of it, I think, is true. Some some is probably fabrication. Uh, but, I mean, you read certain, uh, certain documents like... like Sanskrit from India, where uh, it sounds exactly—you know—I mean, it's aliens coming down, and they have an interstellar war. Mm-hmm. And, uh, two cities are are destroyed from what looks like a nuclear explosion. Right, and uh, and and that's like in every single civilization, you have those stories. Mm-hmm. I mean, once you find out about. Uh, about our visitors, I mean, you, you you can't help but read the Bible differently and, and read uh, all, you know, religious works and, and spiritual works differently. Yeah, right, right. So it just, you know, it, it gives you a different interpretation of that.
1: Well, it is. It's like stuff in the Bible that's like in like lights in the sky and come down in like a, a fiery vision than like the people think well that that was the ufos and not you know god it's, well that's the thing because you know yeah. they have that
3: wheels within wheels and if you read that it sounds an awful lot like a fl- you know a flying, flying saucer, saucer yeah you know?
1: and then well, there's even some hear? old renaissance paintings right that have like sure. uh ufos in the paintings uh, and yeah. some
3: of those are just stylized clouds and stuff, right yeah you know? and i mean some people are just kind of reaching and and, and everything is not a ufo and that mm-hmm. kind of yeah, I, that's the good thing about MUFON is, is that we're scientifically based. I mean, our, our creed is is the scientific study of UFOs for the betterment of humankind. Right, right, right. benefit right. of humankind. And, but the science is in there. So uh, <clears throat> there's, there's a lot of stuff where it just is kind of silly. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you have to remember that uh, people were saying that they were coming from Venus and Mars, you know, say 50 years ago.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So... Uh, and, and there's there's silly stuff out there now, so I, I don't accept everything at face value. I, I would I would be going insane if I did. Because right. There's as many views as there. No, are you
1: are do. Sideways. It's all evidence based, or you do case studies on uh, yes. witnesses and see what they're saying and what lines up. We, with We that.
3: want evidence. Yeah. Uh, and, and sometimes you don't get that. You know. Um, what? But but so, uh, Oftentimes you do. You know. I mean. You. We. We have t- had implants that have been taken from people surgically hmm. that have been analyzed, and they're weird. I mean, mm-hmm. it's oftentimes a metallurgy that would have to be done in a zero g environment, uh, and and weird weird metallurgy. You know.
0: Mm-hmm. Well,
2: so, it sounds like this soldier uh, had some goo on him.
3: Yeah, we were talking about that before we...
2: Yeah, this is one of your new cases, (laughs) right?
3: Yeah, we recently had... uh, Well, this was a case that uh, I, I, with the the Experiencer Research Team, uh, we're a little bit different when we deal with that because it's almost like we're dealing as caseworkers for people Mm -hmm. who have gone through the trauma of, of being visited or abducted. And uh, the experiences kind of run the gamut. Some people love their entities. Other you know then again, you know I've got this one guy, this this uh, elderly German gentleman, who he keeps having implants taken out of his foot, and they keep on coming back and putting it back in. Hmm. And I'll get a phone call or an email from the guy where it's just like it's happened again. It's happened
0: Just leave it there, buddy. You he wishes guys, he, can, yeah, he doesn't yeah, want it there. He just yeah. wanna
3: be attracted and it, you know, it's like, should I sleep with a gun? It's like no.
1: <laughs> He's just like, yeah. Earl, I've got a dead <laughs> alien right now. I just blew his fucking head off.
3: Yeah, or he might you know, I mean they the might go through the alien and he might not even be there. He might be a hologram and Yeah, really, uh, really. I just know, I
1: have a vision neighbor. of an alien getting, just getting shot in the stomach trying to walk. <laughs> <It's> like...
0: <laughs> like, like ah, well there are bitch. stories like that you know? i'm sure
3: yeah there are stories like that there's a military story where supposedly and it was a well-founded one and people put in foia reports and apparently it it came up hot that it was a, a real thing that that uh, a guy who was uh doing guard duty shot at an alien and uh and he killed him uh, and we don't want to start interstellar war <laughs> right you know? yeah is there any like
2: pattern to who or why they picked the people Genetics, they picks for one thing okay
3: it runs in families okay uh, more times than not I'll be talking <clears throat> to somebody and, and you go back and the mother has been an abductee got it he's an abductee and and he's worried that his daughter is gonna be that and and, and I have two cases right now that are both mother daughter there are, it's actually four cases uh, because it's two mothers and daughters oh, got it. have gone through this, and then it started back sixty years ago with, mm. with one of them. Oh, okay. Um, and and I would just uh, I, I did sort of a social et social worker thing for another podcast the other day, where they had a woman who wanted to talk with me, and and she was willing to go on air, which was really interesting. Um, I wasn't sure how that would work, but she really opened up and. And it turned out that her mom had, had had experiences that her parents had seen the UFOs and, and had missing time, mm-hmm. where there were hours that they couldn't account for that were gone, hmm. and uh, and it's been happening to her. And she found great catharsis in just talking about it, and where I was able to tell her, you, you know, I, I've. I lost track of how many markers that you've mentioned that people don't even that people aren't even aware of, these little details that, that we know from abduction to abduction, and uh, and she left that uh, that little uh, you know radio meeting that we had it was uh, we did it over Skype I Oh, okay know. but uh, she left that. Uh, she was crying, but tears of happiness. She said, I feel so much catharsis and so much release. I feel like I was able to let go of this. Because mm-hmm. most people
2: she brings it up, they're probably just like, get out of here. Or, yeah. Yeah, of course. There's a ridicule factor. Yeah, right. And yeah. especially
3: if you're saying that you've been abducted by aliens. <laughs> yeah, right, right. And, you know, the people that, that are coming forward that are abductees. Now, this is a very, it, it, it happens uh, to people in all walks of life. So, sure, you know, there's probably some hillbillies in there. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I speak to police officers. Guy, I, I had a case I closed recently where it was a cop who was on duty. He was in a squad car. And uh, he had a, a visitation in his squad car, and he was gone out of his squad car. They took him out and put him back. Um, it was about two hours had passed, I believe it was. And they were trying to get a hold of him in the station, and he wasn't answering. His <laughs> Is it,
2: was it on his da- dash cam or body cam?
3: Uh, I'm not sure uh. if they, if they actually got th- this was before they were using body. Oh, okay. Mm. It was, it was, a, so it was like seven, eight years ago when it happened, but he is coming forward now because he started having downloads where he had this information coming into his mind. He was writing down these, uh, intricate, uh, equations and, and he was saying, well, I got D's and D minuses in math. It was my worst subject. Suddenly I was understanding <laughs> this stuff. And he was writing, you know, writing all this down, and, and he, uh, he, uh, yeah, it was just kind of an inexplicable situation. Where was this? I went through. Uh, It was in California. Oh. I'm not going to tell you the town or anything. I want to get him fired or
1: <laughs> no? Oh, well, that's yeah, the okay. thing. It's just like all of a sudden these cops. It's like the stations, like, yo, did you hear about uh, Officer Jones was abducted? Well, yeah. no, it's like we can't have this guy on the force. Yeah, right, anymore, right. You know.
3: Well, we, you wanted me to tell you about this marine. Yeah. Who uh, he was? Uh, he was in California. He was at a marine base. I'm not gonna. I don't know if I should mention it. Uh, you know, I, I think I can tell you what base it was. It was Camp Pendleton. Okay, so it was up near San Diego. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't tell you the guy's name or anything like that. But this happened back uh, happened back in the 1960s. Uh, he he was a Vietnam guy. Uh, he he came back and he. Uh, he was on leave for the weekend. Now, he was kind of a car guy. He was he was a, a religious gentleman, still is a religious guy. So he didn't go out to drink with a buddies and stuff like that when he was on leave. So he was, I guess that he was going to go find it someplace where he could dance or, you know, he'd been to a Bible study earlier, I think. Um, so he was just driving around in, in his hot rod when this light overwhelmed him
0: hmm.
3: he was sort of in the middle of nowhere uh on the dirt roads out there near camp pendleton uh he pulled over and but well no actually the car stopped it stopped like in close encounters of the third kind the car the car which we have on, on tv right now yeah these guys are watching the close encounters <laughs> <laughs> i had no it idea, idea it was just randomly, on. On. Was randomly yeah, on yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh really? It's a yeah. synchronicity. That's no. a synchronicity. that's a synchronicity. It's on uh,
2: epics TV. I didn't like set this up or anything. We- you
3: know that is that is not that happens to me. constantly.
2: Oh no, well, we should yeah. we can talk about synchronicity. Yeah, yeah. please continue because. But the, okay, we, the marine.
3: So he 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 his car is stopped. It's, it's his hot rod that he puts all of his money and time into. And he's like, what the hell? Yeah. Um, the light keeps on getting brighter, and then what happens is that there's like electricity like a tesla coil it was going it was just raveling around his dashboard all the instruments and everything It's like he thought that there was some horrible electrical thing wrong you know he thought he was going to be electrocuted mm-hmm. well the electricity thing stops he's kind of walking around his car trying to figure out what had happened and he he said that he had an overwhelming urge it was like a voice in his head that said you need to go to bed you need to go back to camp and you need to go to bed you are tired It was still pretty early in the evening, he said. So he went back to barracks, and I I can actually read to you a little bit from the case file. Uh, He said, I went to bed, and my buddy asked me why I was going to bed so early. I went to bed with all my clothes on on the top of the rack. I covered myself with a blanket. Now, it was strange. As soon as I covered myself, maybe 15 minutes later, I felt like I was pulled up to and then out through the ceiling." It was the strangest sensation. It was very physical, not my mind drifting off or anything like that. I wound up in something odd, like a dentist's office, except it was all metallic and smooth. There was something that looked like a garage door, but it went sideways. It was on its side, and it opened up sideways like an accordion. It rolled backwards like that when something put its hands on my shoulders. I was standing in an upright position, but something touched me with something, and I was shocked. And then suddenly, I was paralyzed. I could move my eyes, and I could use my voice. I heard a voice that said, we have total control over you, and we can now control your body. As I was being looked at and stared at, like there were a bunch of eyes looking at me, there was something behind me that was taller than I was. At first, I thought it was the devil. But later, I realized that this was something way beyond. The voice was telepathic, and the creatures had very tiny mouths like slits so that the voice was in my mind. The voice said, we have total control of your body. We can make you do whatever we need you to do. I told them, no, you can't, when all of a sudden I lost all control of myself. I couldn't move my arms or my feet. They left me in a standing position with some kind of table or restraint, but I was standing straight up. The tall creature behind me had a hand on each of my shoulders. I tried to turn to see his face to see what he looked like, and he told me, don't try it. Don't try and turn around. It seems like I was being poked at with different things when all of a sudden it said, we will now control your mind. And everything went dead, my arms, my legs. It sounded like it was speaking English to me, but I don't think that they were speaking a language. It was mind to mind. Uh, The thing behind me then said, we've taken your mind and body, and we can even take your soul. As soon as he said this, well, I was a born-again Christian, and that's why I left when the guys at the party, I guess he was at a party. I forgot about that. They were, started playing with a Ouija board. When he said, I'm going to take, take your soul, I told it, no, you can't have my soul. I started praying and praying, but the thing kept saying he was going to take my soul. Uh, I knew that he meant my inner self and that he would own me forever, and so I fought for my soul and my mind. I fought that. Uh, they wanted to put me into, my inner self into containment of some kind, and I wasn't having any of that, so I fought with my mind for my soul. Uh, I felt like I wanted to fight. I was trying to turn my head so I could see the creature. The big creature who was in charge Who was behind me. I was finally able to turn my head a little bit and look at the creature. He looked kind of like the images that you see of gray aliens, only taller. I started crying. I was going to pieces, yet I fought with him in my mind. Next thing I know, I'm coming to on the barracks floor. It was 5 in the morning, and my bunk bunk bunkmate was yelling at me, shouting, what the hell happened to you? My bunkmate said that he looked for me after I'd gone to bed, and he didn't see me there. He thought that I had left again because I wasn't in my bunk. So I was physically taken. It wasn't like an out-of-the-body experience. I was totally covered in sweat. It was puddled on the floor from the top of my head to the soles of my shoes. He said that I could have been run out, that I had red splotches as well as black spots completely covering my body. And he said that my eyes were totally dilated, almost completely black. Uh, My bunkmate tried to keep me away from the mirror because I really looked scary, apparently. Anyway, wow. this guy sat on this story for many, many years. His family knew about it. I spoke with his wife. I spoke with his children on the phone. He said, "This our dad's been talking about this <clears> for <throat> years." He's highly decorated. He's he's a good man. He's he's not crazy. He doesn't. Isn't like a UFO nut. <laughs> yeah. You know? So this just mm-hmm. came in. Yeah, this came in about two months ago. And
2: I, what did he go to Vietnam? Yes, he did. God, I don't know what's a worse flashback to have. Yeah, I know. It's about PTSD. Oh, right. God, yeah. like double. But you must be able to decipher at this point,
1: like when something feels like it, like a, a manifestation of someone's imagination, or where, when it's real. Is there a? Yes. You is it's just like you can sort of sense something in the experience that it's like yes this guy can. experienced something.
3: Well, we look for the certain. Mm. Like I was saying before, we have certain markers that the. That, that the public is not privy to.
2: What do you mean that by marker? Keep, like a tell or something? Like or? you, uh,
3: you know, the, they do this in medicine where you have certain symptoms oh, for, oh, for any disorder. And, and, and these are like symptoms of an abduction or a visitation. Got it. Oh, interesting. Now this guy, he obviously had a horrible, horrible experience. It was so traumatic. And I think for mm. everybody, there's trauma involved. There's right. a deep trauma involved because, uh, you, if you can't move and you're not in control of yourself, and, and plus the on, ontological shock that happens, mm-hmm. your 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 baseline reality is completely blown. I mean, it's it's shifted and changed. Right. You know? um,
2: so, with that case, do you are you going to travel out to where he was?
3: He he actually had moved to a different state, and I got him into, or he moved way up. Uh, well, I'm not I, I'm not even going to say mm-hmm. where because I don't want. to, give uh, you know that he wanted to remain anonymous Mm -hmm. but I had somebody else that was local that was able to go and 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 meet with him okay and um you know originally he thought that he might want to be hypnotically regressed but he remembered so much you know I kind of dissuaded him from it I said you remember so much that you know I why do you even want to be
1: have you, noticed, <laughs> have you experienced people getting regressed if, through hypnosis, and is it, is it more traumatic than they would ever need to go? Yes. It's like you're not, they didn't need to go back
3: there. Oh, okay. I, I always give people a caveat. I mean, I've had one experience myself, you know, and I think I talked about that. I think that this was like the first show where I ever did talk about Was me. that in mm-hmm.
2: San Luis Obispo?
3: No. That was, oh. uh, it was in, in Burbank, California, wow. where I used to live. It was after I had first become a field investigator, and I wasn't sure how I felt about the, you know, the whole abduction thing. You know, um, I'd, I'd read a couple books about it, um, but you know, I started. You know, I used to meditate when I was younger, and I don't. Maybe I didn't tell you guys on your show. Maybe I didn't. Um, but I used to meditate when I was young, and and uh, there's a thing that they have called CE5. Uh, meditation where you can meditate and just send a message out that you want to see a a ufo is what usually comes down to it's usually people out you know in the middle of nowhere who want to see a ufo Mm -hmm. and sometimes apparently it does work apparently it does you know sometimes it doesn't sometimes people see satellites and misconstrue that as a ufo
2: you know where do you get the message from Mm-hmm. what's the it's just a me- well, it's just a just message you come up message
3: with that, that I, want, I want to see you
2: you, know, okay, you just say it over and over yeah, again yeah oh, okay. you
3: send that out telepathically is the way that you do it got it with using medit- meditative meditative <clears throat> uh, platform and doing that so I was kind of naive I was a newbie it, it, I just closed I think I just closed my first case for MUFON which was a silly mylar balloon that somebody thought was a UFO mm-hmm. right you know but I, I wanted to beat Space Brothers, or I wanted to go on a trip like Jerry Garcia went on. You right. Know? <laughs> I, I wanted some nice aliens to pick me up, show me their flying hot rod, and take me off yeah. to Alpha Centauri or something. You know. It's like <laughs> so, I started sending this thing out, and I didn't think it would work. But it was like, what the hell, you know? Why not? You know? I'll try it. Um, well, I went upstairs one night, and our room flooded with light. I was lying down in bed. I was on my elbows I had was semi recumbent where I had like a large like a couch pillow behind my back so I wasn't lying flat um but suddenly our room started flooding with light and lo and behold I couldn't move I, I became paralyzed uh, I, not, I know that Brandon has, has had some uh, sleep, paralysis. sleep paralysis stuff, but I don't but have some, a history of that.
1: Some of it is, I, sometimes I can tell when there's sleep paralysis, but I've also had experiences where I was like, I think I might have gone somewhere <laughs> on that one.
3: You told yeah. me about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was your wife with you? To, my wife was with me. Now, she was dead asleep oh, okay. through it. And I did see entities. They came through the wall. They came through the wall. And I could see distance behind them when they came through the wall. And the funny thing is is that we have our, da- our neighbor's house was maybe 20 feet away, but it looked like distance. Mm-hmm. There wasn't room to park a spaceship there. <laughs> so I think that it was some kind of interdimensional thing that happened. Uh, they took blood and energy. As far as I know, it could have just been energy because I was not left with marks. But they... Seemed very businesslike, very efficient, and I was scared shitless. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't think you brought <laughs> no, this up the last time.
1: But I've, I've now, um, uh, I'm sorry. Wait, you, wait, That's you, okay. Yeah, I, I, I've been noticing that. I think I've found a difference between sometimes I'm accidentally astral projecting mm. without even consciously trying to, mm. and. That's the difference that I've been having, whether it's UFO abduction. I can tell you some stories after you're, you're finished, but sure. yeah, I've been having some sort of more astral projection cool. experiences um, where I'm sort of like on another planet, like flying, oh, wow. flying around, floating around <laughs> and stuff like that. Well, you like
3: know, the, the phenomena are, are kind of connected. I mean, when I went to MUFON, I thought that I was going to be, you know, investigating spaceships, and it's been very different from what I thought. Right. Um, It's just a, they they call it high strangeness when you talk about the, you know, the stranger elements to ufology, but Mm -hmm. I'm finding out that that's like, lights in the sky just bore me. Right. Somebody will, you know bring in a case where they take a picture of, of, it could be anything. It could be a star, it could be a planet. Yeah, right, yeah, right. It, it's like, this doesn't help me, you know? It's like, this is an IFO, it's a star, you know? Mm-hmm. Because I don't have, I have four, you know, I may have 40, you know, active cases, and I don't have time to, to mess with a, a little dot on a, you know, that might just be an emulsion problem, you know, on the film or something. But uh, there, Abductions and 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 experiencer phenomena have a certain flavor to them. They have a certain gist to themselves mm-hmm. to where, you know, I've, I've closed enough cases now. You know, I've, it's up in the, you know, like more than 400 cases that I've closed wow. at this point. Um, to where that you can, you, you get the feeling when mm-hmm. you're reading it. And you recognize, again, certain markers that pop up over and over again. Now, with my experience, you know, they came in, they did their thing, and they left. Uh, I didn't get a nice telepathic message. In fact, they didn't speak, they didn't speak tele- tele- <clears throat> telepathically to me. They, they came in like they had a job to do. I couldn't move. I was horrified. I actually tried to communicate with them, and they wouldn't communicate with me. Uh, almost robotic, the way they were. In fact, you know, I wondered if maybe they were, you know, some kind of biological robots. Mm. I remember that they had flesh. You know, it was almost like a shark skin or, or like a, a dolphin or kind of feeling to their, their hands when they were on me. And when their hands are on you, you're scared, you know. I mean, they could do anything to you. As far as I knew, it's like people disappear. What's going to happen? They're not telling me I'm going to be safe. They're not telling me that this is going to be over soon and you're going to be fine.
2: And when left. was this? Sorry,
3: this happened about five years ago, almost. Okay,
2: and you had you had already been working for move Home. I had I just started okay. working for the guy, and they got the memo,
1: and
3: they <laughs> we were like, "All <laughs> right." I, I when I when I was finally able to move it was like the when this started, a thing that we call the odds effect took place. We used to have a cricket problem where we had crickets in our rafters, and it could be really noisy. It was you know kind of upsetting at times, but you suddenly could not hear crickets. It was it was. It was like the cone of silence in the old get smart comedies. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just beyond silence. And the light is strange. It seemed to pervade and permeate the actual walls of our house. I don't think that it's just light. It's something that we don't know about. Um, And you could see it coming through the window. Well, I shook my wife awake when I finally could, and she was just, you know, oh, my God, Earl. She said, I don't need this. You're hanging around these crazy UFO <laughs> people, and I, <laughs> I, I, I don't need this shit. You're going crazy. You know? yeah, right.
1: It's like uh, Close and
2: Yeah, it's pretty much. Yeah.
3: So you guys, you, you, this isn't a family show, so I don't have to watch my time. Oh, no, so no, I can tell all. you what she told me. Okay, so mm. a couple nights went by and I never mentioned it again. I felt really embarrassed. Okay. I felt embarrassed. I didn't want to tell my, my state director about it because he's a nuts and bolts guy and he, I didn't want him to think I was a nut, right. Mm. Or a bolt. Yeah. And he would have, uh, but two nights later, my wife is the one who's shaken me awake. Mm. And again, the light is flooding our room. Oh, cause the family. Room. Yeah. The light is flooding our room and she's pacing, Back and forth by the bed, she says, I don't need this. You need to tell your friend, your little friends, she said, quote, unquote, you need to tell your little friends that they need to leave us the fuck
2: alone. That should have been her meditation. Yeah. Just, yeah. That <laughs> should have been the signal she sends out. She was so
3: angry, you know. And again, we went to bed. It was just like we were almost like embarrassed to talk anymore about it. And she didn't want to have anything to do with this stuff, you mm. know. Two nights after that, we both wake up, and again, the light is flooding <laughs> It's, it seems to be coming through the walls themselves, had sort of like a scintillation to it, which was very strange. Uh, it, it, you could see the dust lit up, like mm. dust particles lit up by it. And the, the But we could both move, and the light was coming through the window, and we ran to the window, and we were looking up, and it was coming down on top of our house so brightly that we couldn't see the object that mm-hmm. it was shining down from. Mm. Well, After that happened, I became very, very interested in the experiencer cases.
0: Oh,
2: sure. I've
3: never tried, you know, telepathic uh, contact again, you know, know, with a meditation.
1: Well, you're playing, you are kind of playing with a Ouija board in a way. You
3: are playing with a a Ouija board. When you start to get
1: into... Like having a seance. Where are you at with like channeling? I mean, it's channeling to some extent. Like, uh, there's a lot of channelers out now. And I think like formats, like uh, platforms like Gaia getting more popular. Like these these people are out there and they seem to be channeling more um malevolent or been, What's the they good one? Malevolent be, or benevolent? Be
2: benevolent. Malevolent's benevolent. the bad one. The, the
1: benevolent's the good one. it's like the the um. I know people that, that, that the Pleiadians and stuff yeah. like that. And
3: that's who I was hoping to meet. I mean, I was hoping to meet Space Brothers. Right, right, right. right. I, I wanted to meet Space Brothers and get a ride. You know. Yeah, <laughs> so,
1: and a lot, a lot of these channelers are saying that the people they're channeling are are human. Our Pleiadians are like humans in the future. Like they are. Maybe they are. I, I, I mean, know. yeah.
3: I mean, if something looks exactly like a human, I. Kind of tend to think it probably is human. Yeah. So I don't even know if the, I mean, you know, people are going to, you know, every, that's the other thing about ufology, uh, and I was saying earlier, everybody's very passionate about it and everybody thinks that they know the answer. And I don't. Right. I'm very, very passionate about it, but I honestly don't have a a for sure answer about Mm -hmm. that. Um, the but human w- w- ones could probably I mean they, maybe they are us from the future.
1: You but one like you you do it, you, when you start channeling, when you start getting into those meditative states and you want to start like sending a signal out and getting some information, <laughs> I think if you don't know what you're doing, you are literally opening yourself up as a vessel for possibly because yes. look it. If if the aliens and, and we're humans here and there's all these other planets, maybe some are from the future, some are from the you know, the past or whatever, I feel like it's all part of the same the same construct of existence it's just different parts of the of the universe and um, the fact is, there's bad people on Earth. Yeah. And and whether yeah, right, and right, whether right. there's a more evolved species somewhere <laughs> else that can channel through you, there's probably like evil motherfuckers. There's there's Richard Ramirez's alien. Richard oh, there's Ramirez's, like hell's and, angels up there. No, and, and then like, there's
2: like good Samaritans. No, and it's and like,
1: like yo, I got this motherfucker down in <laughs> a Modesto. He's channeling. Let's go down and fuck his whole life up. Uh, you know, I feel like that is a thing. Like, and, yeah. and, and quite possibly could be like what possession is. I mean, is, who
2: and, knows?
3: Maybe I got on their nerves. Yeah.
2: Maybe they just wanted to shut you. Just like. Up. Yeah, you woke him up, oh, and they're yeah, like, oh, "Yeah, this man." Is
3: like this guy is, you know, full of himself. Did you tell let's, your let's, wife? Let's give him a visit.
2: Did you tell your wife that you had meditated and sent that? I did. Tell yeah. you, was she like?
3: <laughs> she she hates it, she, <laughs> right, yeah, and she right. does. And she hates when I talk about this. Now, that's uh, the okay. thing. Now she she did not see entities, or she doesn't remember them. Mm-hmm. If, you know, because I she did say you know your little you need to tell your little friends.
2: She just saw the light.
3: She saw the light. Hmm. uh two, the two nights in a row but it was an inexplicable light It was it was it was not like somebody had a spotlight shining and, and, i mean and, and and even if they they were it doesn't go through walls
2: was it like a blue or just like a it
3: had a it had a bluish tinge to it but it had more of a feeling of blue to it it was actually very calming mm. I mean, that was what I noticed. Uh, your 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 room starts flooding with light. You're gonna wonder what the hell. But, <laughs> but uh, I actually I was very very calm. I was calm up until they were in my face. And know, they
2: weren't saying, saying anything. They were not saying a thing. So right. then, so the the the. Was he a marine or in the armies? In the army,
3: uh, the gentleman we were speaking about earlier was is, was a marine and a, a highly decorated marine. Uh,
2: so you said that he, he he was hearing that they were speaking English, but then he it was a language that he was hadn't in heard. His mind. And, oh, okay. And it,
3: and it wasn't language; it was like he could read their thoughts.
2: Oh, I see. Okay, he could got hear it. Their thoughts.
1: Got it. So now you stay away from the like meditating and sending signals out now. <laughs>
0: yeah. Because... I will never
3: do that again. I, <laughs> no, I, you, you... I actually give what I didn't tell anybody about this, other than my wife, and I told my my state director Jeff Kraus because, you know, he'd he you know hired me as a field investigator, and, and 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 here I'm you know suddenly visited by aliens, and I got like the big old raised eyebrow from him, and just like oh, and I knew you know I, it's like oh he's gonna fire me.
0: You know, mm-hmm. did
2: now did he do the investigation me. on you on what your case we didn't or not do an investigation oh, okay. on
3: it uh I, I kept it to myself except for a couple of people i talked to bud hopkins old assistant peter robbins <clears> i told him about it and uh eventually i talked to kathleen martin about it and she said well there's a renegade group of grays and maybe that, that sounds very much so like you maybe encountered this renegade group and and they do go around and they kind of terrorize people and it, you know, it sounds very much like that's who you met up with.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say. Like that. You know. Yeah, I was gonna say because everyone's experience is different, and it's all different. Like they look different. Some are like tall grays, and you were talking about space brothers, and yeah, yeah it's true. They're like outside in another galaxy. There must just be like it's a whole population of just different. Yeah, people, different. Like, there's yeah. good guys, and, and
1: like you, I, where are you out with these guys like Corey Good and uh, I, David I, Wilcox? Or are they was, just uh, like they claim to be part? Like he he claims to be part of a secret space program. Where he was used as a like a, a trainee to fight an alien war. I mean, am not a big uh, very
2: Good fan. You know, <laughs> no, I mean, we're like, gonna pick up so guy. Mars, apparently.
1: Yeah, so no, that's the thing. That's him ridiculous. and him and David Wilcox, they they uh they have a show Cosmic to Closure. It's hard to tell if these guys are just shysters
2: or if well, they're
3: no, and and if they're doing it for money and they're yeah, like it's kind of like entertainment. You gotta wonder about it. it yeah, Ufon,
2: is that him? We're all vo- yeah, yeah. Oh, that guy's full of shit.
3: He looks yeah. like a bookie. No, he he <laughs> he
1: looks like a lot. And when he talks, you can he pauses sometimes to think, and it's like he's like coming. He's just like a pathological. But yeah, the, this is yeah. the thing: he's an imaginative. He he might maybe he could have been a science fiction writer, but instead he chose this direction, yeah. which is I'm gonna just play out my science fiction story as my own reality and, and I'm sure they're, yeah, they're, they're he looks
2: like a disgraced athlete. Yeah. Like he just doesn't <laughs> look like a But then look at good.
1: David Wilcox. He, he's the, the other That's, guy. See that yeah. guy yeah. so done so now we're, he doesn't work for
3: Gaia anymore. He was too the,
1: crazy. He too crazy. Well yeah. he claims to be the reincarnation of Edgar Casey. Yeah. Did you know this? Come on. It, it, Who's Edgar Cayce? He Casey? wrote a whole book about it. Edgar <laughs> Casey was, uh, he was, th- this is where, it, very interesting because this is where you almost can't refute sort of this the, the supernatural. This guy, the time? Yeah, and th- so if you put a picture next to him, next to David Wilcox, see if they look a lot like, but Casey was like just a Christian, normal guy, but he had a, a skill where if somebody was sick, they would come to him, and he could literally get into a meditative state, and he was able to diagnose illnesses and and mostly with homeopathic remedies and it's so successful it was that it was beyond the snake oil salesman there's a whole center that he had set up and he really helped people and then when he started turning his powers more to past life regression and uh his using more of his psychics to uh, help people's mental, heal mental traumas that were started in their past lives. That was where I started to believe in a lot more of this stuff because it came from a place where he was actually using a, some kind of uh, uh sixth sense to diagnose, to successfully diagnose physical ailments for people that, that weren't getting any success and in either ways. And
3: that's a way. benevolence. That's a good a yeah. And
1: And so this guy, David Wilcock, he claims that he's the reincarnation of Edgar Casey, and he kind of looks like him. Yeah, it, totally. it, it, it's so like nah, he's, he's got totally. a compelling yeah. argument, but I, I mean, they're they're kind of lunatics. I mean, they just sound like lunatics.
3: Yeah, I mean, I you know I I'll tell you now. I mean, the UFO phenomena is it, it's weird. It's yeah. weirder than I ever would have imagined that it was, and 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 some of the crazier stories I'm finding out are the are the real ones. or mm-hmm. the ones like Calvin Park or uh the Pascagoula case that happened back in the sixties where these two guys were, were abducted. Um, you know, I mean it, it, the the evidence just keeps on coming in. Right. People more people are coming forward that actually saw the craft. Mm-hmm. Uh. You know, it just, some of the crazier stories are, are the real ones. They're certainly the ones that I'm interested in. Light, lights in the sky, it's like, right.
2: You but know? if you do get a light in the sky and you see it, and you're, there's ever been a time where someone's like, oh, I got a light in the sky, and you're like, eh, but then they're like, no, you really should see it. And you're like, whoa, I've never yeah. seen that I'll before. I'll tell you
3: what, I, what, what will excite me about a light in the sky is if it does something that we can't do, or okay. if it does something a satellite can't do. Got it. Or it's a tic-tac. Um,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. Going like Mach I've, 20. A, a yeah, right. very
3: good friend of mine, uh, Shane Hurd, is a, a another MUFON field investigator out in Arizona. He's a very, very good one. Very, you know, high, high principles and scientific guy with, you know, he, he knows his stuff. And he saw, like, a light in the sky, but it was just hovering there over... This mountain range, and then suddenly it shot up out into beyond the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. That is an exciting light in this. Yeah, right. Because that's not you know a satellite. Totally, it's not a balloon that's catching. uh, You know, right. (laughs) I mean, I I get a lot of mylar balloons. I I had a cannabis balloon, like a balloon that was an advertisement balloon for a cannabis vape right <laughs> and and this guy was shirt sure was a, a silver orb you know an orb and and, and the police helicopter was going by it. It's like, well, yeah, because it's, you know, <laughs> it, other helicopters might crash into this thing, and they're wondering what it is. You, you zoomed in on it, and you saw the little logo, and it was the Brass Knuckles logo from a, a, a marijuana vape. Oh, got it, that yeah. That was one of the funnier cases. By you know. the way, you're you're off the vape, <laughs> but I
1: will say the vape pen you brought last time, I think, was Alien Craft. <laughs> yeah, that, think that think so. thing was the vape but, was I've never seen Ray anything God, that big. It yeah. <laughs> that was pretty good, yeah. but, but uh, the, the, like David Good, he's he's claims he's dialed in with these interstellar wars that are actually yeah, going Corey, on as we yeah. speak, and it's yeah, just like, yeah. all right, buddy. I mean,
3: David Wilcox. That, thats that's the hybrid between the two of them is, is mm-hmm. David uh, Good, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Corey is pretty far fetched, I think, and and. Uh, you know again you know you you want to have some kind of evidence i never put in now mo- technically i mean my case if if we called it a case my incident it was a t- a, a a two witness mm-hmm, incident so i guess i could have put it into mufon but it happened to me i'm already a field investigator and yeah I'm i'm the one that lives with it and i i i you know i i believe me i think about it a lot i i have theories about you know I mean, what what I do know is is that it was that they certainly, if they weren't interdimensional creatures, they certainly used another dimension to get to me. Because mm-hmm. I could see distance behind them when the wall opened up. I mean, it was like a portal where it swirled mm-hmm. around like the Scooby Doo cartoon, you know, little mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it was just the weirdest thing in the world. And but uh, you know, our, our neighbor's house was right there. There was no room where you could park a. Space yeah,
2: but did did anyone else in the neighborhood see anything? No. Hmm.
3: And I think that uh, I think that what they do is I think that they use dimensional travel. I think that they the, the light. This is my theory, and and I can't prove it, but it makes sense to me. And I, I and until I think of something that makes more sense, it's what I'm going to run with. Mm-hmm. I, I think that when they hit you with that light, that is more than light that it makes your space into their space. And perhaps oh, yeah. perhaps yeah. it takes your room into another dimension, into theirs. Right, or right. maybe they create a little bubble universe right. or, you know, a TARDIS, you know, or something, yeah. you know. Mm. And, and, and that that's how they, you know, get get us.
2: Well, they're pretty elusive. Yeah. And I feel, I feel like they probably have technology that can like camouflage them. And
3: yeah, I I think that they can show themselves to who they want. Right. And I, I've had, you know, I, I mean, I've, I've, there, there are really, really good uh, and and in high evidence cases where other people didn't see it, where mm-hmm. you might have been standing right there, but it's meant for that person. It's a personal phenomena. That's that's what I've. Have at.
1: you seen this documentary where under infrared camera you see all the things we can't see with the naked eye, and there's all kinds of orbs and and sure. things going yeah. and like at all. It's just literally, dust, you like know, but, you know, to, yeah. you, you know what? Yeah, probably, but it's literally like if that were true. They are literally here, like twenty four seven, all right. over the place.
2: Kind of like, like when you put a black light in a hotel room. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And now
3: a lot of that is dust moat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and, yeah. Exactly.
2: So yeah. that's
1: what you think that is. I mean, that... but
3: but there there are, there there are there are, there are orbs. Uh, I I believe that there are real orbs that people see, mm-hmm. and that it's it's connected with a phenomena. It's funny though. It's also you know part of certain spiritual. Uh,
2: yeah, because are orbs, yeah. I always associate them with ghosts yeah but no one really you yeah. guess you don't yeah. really know totally.
3: I think that there's a there's a connection between the paranormal and and uh, oh yeah there I, I, I don't even know if uh, you know I think that uh, it's it's not even so paranormal. I mean, we just need to maybe expand our idea of what normal is you know? right.
1: But I wanted to uh, talk about synchronicity a little bit, because sure. a lot of people look at that as a as a spiritual thing. Uh, I'd read an article that you were talking about that it is uh, that it could be an alien thing. And But if we're talking about the whole construct of this whole universe that we're all a part of, whether it's supernatural, whether it's paranormal, whether it's UFO, whether it's God, it's all part of that. It's all part of the same thing, because yeah. if we are all in the same universe, so... The aliens are—we're aliens to somebody else. That's you plan. know what I mean. Yeah, we're all yeah. uh, part of the same thing. Just it's probably all functioning under the sea with the same uh, souls and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Just in different evolutions of, in different places. So whether it's God or whether it's an advanced alien uh, being, it is kind of all the same thing. But uh, synchronicity—I just read a couple books by Carl Jung uh, mm, yeah. a, about synchronicity because he was one of the he the was pioneers the made of made them. Up the, the word. Where you yeah. cannot deny. You, like meaningful coincidence where, you know, you can't deny the phenomenon, mm. what, whatever, I, I feel like they're in my experience, I've had a couple synchronicities since we've been having this conversation, the, the, the close encounters of the third kind, I see them as little high fives. From the, u- yes. from the universe yeah, just being yeah, kind of totally. like there's no don't read into it like you're on a good course right now
2: Yeah, you're on a in or, fact or, that's what I've been referring to yes. God as is the universe yeah well that yeah, that's, I think the universe
1: uh, yeah. is intelligent
3: mm-hmm. and, yeah. and, and maybe the universe is God
2: no that's yeah. the thing I think they, they go hand they're yeah. the same yeah. thing probably well
3: it's very strange that Close Encounters of the Third Kind was played I mean here's right. the guy playing you know Truffaut is playing Jacques Valet. Yeah. and I'm a big valet guy you know I think that it's probably an interdimensional phenomena or at least most Mostly. Right. It's probably, I mean, some of it could be interstellar, but I know that, uh, you know, with the distances involved, that they have to have ways of tricking the universe mm-hmm. to get here. So, um, and and you know, I mean, it's not like there a little UFO came from you know a different star system to here, you know unless they have a way of tricking the speed of light, right. dimensional travel is, is it. Mm. And that's where Jacques Valet wound up. Even Dr. Uh, the good Dr. J. Allen Hynek, uh, who was a head of project blue book. Uh, he started out as a complete skeptic when he, you know, the government, you know, the Pentagon hired him. Um, and then he kept, uh, seeing these cases where it's like, well, I mean, this man is, you know, uh, a brilliant, brilliant astronomer. He's a scientist. He was like Carl Sagan mm-hmm. of, of his time. People knew his name, and his whole attitude was was I can't explain this, and this is happening. And and he even apparently saw a UFO uh, from the window of an airplane once after he started investigating it. Mm-hmm. And that's a synchronicity. I think that you know when you disturb the universe. Don't be surprised if it turns around and starts poking you back. Oh, yeah,
2: Yeah. totally. Right, yeah. It's
3: like, you know what, it's it's sort of, it's like quantum physics. Uh, I think of UFOs as very, very large things that act like the smallest things. They act like subatomic particles. You know, it's just like the double slit experiment where is it a wave or is it a particle? Well, they realized that when the scientist expected it to be a certain thing, it would take on the attributes of a particle Mm -hmm. or it would take on the attributes of a wave. And they came up with a nonsense word for that wavicle right
2: right (laughs) which doesn't
3: really make any sense yeah it
2: doesn't (laughs) but
3: uh but the whole thing is is that uh, what i realized with my own experience you know i thought that i was somehow you know looking you know separate from the experiment that it was on the microscope slide and i was looking through the glass but we are we are never separate from the phenomenon You know, it's it's just like we disturb the universe when we poke at it, and, mm. and uh, but it, it really does act like subatomic particles. You know, UFOs will appear here, they'll disappear, and then they'll be you know 50 miles away and suddenly appear over there. Uh, they'll they'll defy the laws of thermodynamics. I mean, it seems to you know, it's just like Einstein when he when he encountered. <clears throat> You know, uh, particle physics. His whole attitude was, "Well, God doesn't play dice with the universe," but apparently, God does like a nice game of. Uh, he likes a nice game
1: roll of crap. Of the dice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. yeah, yeah, totally.
2: Yeah, I wasn't aware of synchronicities until I kind of got started getting older. Well, like in college or when I was high school, I was just I didn't. I didn't really pay attention to like coincidences Yeah, yeah. you're just and young and I think the older you get the more and the more like things you want in your life and the, the direction you where your life to go they start to present themselves maybe more I guess. I
1: actually found when I started meditating regularly and I cleaned up my my diet and and you know eating more like raw foods and stuff like that was that was when the the synchronicity yeah, was me started too, ramping bit. way up. Mm. And um I was going to ask you what is the correlation between sort of people with UFO experiences and sort of weird synchronicities and stuff that'll happen.
3: I think that it's because they're on the right path. And, yeah. And, and, and you are, you're, you're sort of communing with a higher intelligence yeah. and there's a spiritual connection that's there.
1: Totally.
0: And I'm not sure what it is. I, ha- the
1: the thing I will say, and like, we, we, this is, even if you don't get into like woo thinking <laughs> at all, I really believe in that, um, uh, um, Campbell, Joseph Campbell, his, you know, he's a big mythological uh, guy.
3: Hero with a thousand phases. Hero with a thousand
1: things. phases. And he, he's a guy who's able to basically dissect, you know, be, Rocky is the same story as the Iliad, mm. uh, is the same story as Top Gun, is the same story. They're all the same. And our lives all follow these paths, too. And that when when you do follow your bliss, that that passionate thing, or that that knock on the door, that call to adventure, that you mm. go on, that you feel like that is your life's path, and a lot of people will find it if they decide to just stop everything and start painting or to do some other life path where it just it finally feels right, is when the he says when you do that, all the right doors were open. You won't have to do. Anything yeah, right, else? Right. You won't. Correct. You won't yeah. have to bang down doors. Yeah, they totally. will open for you. But it only happens if you are following what you are truly passionate about in your heart, and you feel that passion. And when you go on that path, and it could be with a relationship, it could be with a career path, it could be with a with a, a UFO investigator or something. And and that's when you get those little high fives, and you'll just see it. And <laughs> you know when it's not just a coincidence. There's a there's a vibration to it when when a synchronicity happens. Yes, it's uh it's a very like palpable. Thing you're just oh like, no, totally. Wait a second, what like we were working on a, on a movie project in um that uh on, on a very like uh specific that takes place at a very specific bar in Las Vegas, and then all of a sudden I'm looking at uh, Rain Man and there, it just it glances <laughs> yeah, right, right past the that same bar that oh, I never yeah. even Wait, knew that yeah. bar that yeah. scene was in. Uh, I forgot rain about it. Man You yeah, know right, what I mean right. Like all these little And it's oh, just like Whoa crazy. wait a
2: second Whoa that's
1: crazy Well yeah I mean
2: I'll never forget I mean I don't what think What a coincidence yeah, yeah What a meaningful Well meaningful coincidence. Co- it's, it's, That's <laughs> yeah. the
1: difference it's, There's coincidences yeah. Coincidence is fine Coincidence is happening What Young describes As a synchronicity As a meaningful coincidence Where you cannot deny It's like he would do uh, He would be talking To a, a patient About her dream And she would say Oh and this hummingbird Was in the dream And a hummingbird Will come It was a right. yeah.
3: scarab A scarab yeah, with iridescent wings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was describing this thing, and 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 they're in the middle of a too session.
1: rare to be yeah. to be di- to be passed off.
3: Something starts. Battering against the window, mm-hmm. and he excused himself for a second. He didn't mm-hmm. want to ruin their session. He opens the window, and a scarab beetle flew in and landed on the table between the two of them. Yeah, and that was when he coined the the word. Yeah, uh, synchronicity mm-hmm. that was his word, and that, that was the incident. That, right. Uh,
1: it's just like you could be you could be talking about you know a a, a a scarab and like well if a bug just came well that wouldn't be a synchronicity but like the exact bird the bug that. Yeah, but that's, right, right. that's not a common thing that you would yeah. see. You, you don't see
3: scarab beetles yeah. flying <laughs> into the window. Yeah, right. I remember.
2: I was. I don't think this girl listens to the podcast, so I'll just talk about that. Yeah. there was a girl <laughs> I was seeing last year who, on paper, would, like I, you would have been like, oh, her and Phil are like a perfect match, mm-hmm. like very similar to me, and like we got along really well. But for some reason, I was just kind of like, ah, there was just that like I don't know if I like really like this person that much, and I was just like knocking around in my head, and I remember I was making. Uh, I was making something in the kitchen, then then my I had music playing on my computer, and it was Fleetwood Mac. Sarah came on. Her name was Sarah, right? But she spelled it S A R A H, and the Fleetwood Mac song is S A R A. And I was like, she's not the one. Yeah, she, if it was S A R A, and I was just kind of like, yeah, I don't like this girl as much as I should like her. Yeah. I was like, I to took follow that follow as like a little instincts. sign. No, yeah. That was the
3: yeah. Thing. yeah, and and and. and and I, I'm a Campbellian to the core, man. And one of my very, very favorite phrases is "Follow your blood." Well, that's the
1: that's yeah. where in listen. Campbell's the best. Cam, the best. Campbell is the best. He's he the man. It's he's such a great person to even if you don't you don't want to read about supernatural, you don't want to read about paranormal. It's such a great. He lays down such a great framework for living your life. It's like if you feel it and you want it, and that feels just like so right. Go that is the right thing you're supposed to do. It's not getting into your dad's plumbing company. Or that might be the right thing for the for yeah. the other guy if that feels like family is like a more to closer your heart, thing. Man. And You'll and that And that when you do that. When you follow that, it's, it's not bullshit. is literally where the call will come and it's like, oh, hey, I was just thinking of you for this thing. It's like, well, you'll yes. never guess. I just quit my job and <laughs> now I have all this freedom. It's like that, whatever we're with this framework that we're a part of, that is a, a, a hack for it. Mm-hmm. And that you can, you can pretty much like, you can pretty much bet the house on that. And that's why like uh, musicians, great, uh, not even great artists, I think anything you do Every day, consistently, you don't need to be um, Leonardo da Vinci, as we've seen with a lot of famous artists. Like you can just, but if you're, if that's in your, if that's your passion, you're doing that every single mm-hmm. day. That will.
3: You might be Pollock. Yeah, you know? yeah, the no, <laughs> you might yeah. be Pollock. Throwing paint, yeah. You know, yeah, but, but it, people love Pollock.
1: Or and, Basquiat, which is very yeah. unrefined, but also yeah. the more evolved he's sort of gotten in doing that. It, it does Klee become its own beauty, right? yeah. and, and it <laughs> allows it yeah. to, by the way, yeah, right. Uh, Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know that's a little off topic, yeah, but you topic. I, I I noticed I, you had brought up synchronicity in one of your articles and you connected to Alien, I'm sort of connecting higher alien intelligence to the bigger intelligence. I, but that's I don't the think thing. It's so yeah.
3: much aliens. I think yeah. that's the principle that the universe works. Consciousness, on. yeah, it
1: is universal consciousness. But let's just
2: say that the aliens that created everything that we are are in fact here, and like anybody, you can't see them if you don't, unless you have that light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be. and they're here, and they're just like put Fleetwood Mac Sarah on, yeah. this guy's going crazy. Yeah. Up there, you know? put, sometimes put you feel like you have a third... little
3: audience that you can't yeah, see. Yeah, no, like yeah. Yeah. And there's, and there's, he's the floating
2: around up know. there, and he's just, like, working my TV, like, oh, let's yeah. put People call it like, angels. They yeah, call that's it their the guiding yeah, totally. spirits, mm-hmm.
3: yeah. aliens, but, you know, it's that higher life form. And, mm-hmm. and uh, sometimes <clears throat> I think that we, you know, maybe don't – I don't know if E.T. is the right word for our visitor you know it's mm-hmm. uh again you know it it's, it could be interdimensional right it, it may be interstellar uh it's all outer space and it's, right. yeah, yeah. they're talking about dark matter now that right. that, uh, that perhaps intelligence came from the dark matter of the universe and that's the major portion of what we can't see I mean, the force seems from Star Wars. Uh, apparently, maybe a real thing, and that's kind of what we're dealing with.
2: Yeah, kind of right, right. World,
1: you know? Yeah, but yeah, like you're saying, if you're you're in a meditative state and you're sending out a message, and that it's that it that would be sort of considered like an interdimensional sort of communication. Yeah. Well, if we are coming. connected in some way, yeah, I think it all maybe it's all connected. What I
3: sometimes think of with my experience, and 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 I think again, you know. Dr. John mack who was a, a famous uh, a, th- a famous psychologist who who was an early pioneer in experiencer work, um, he uh, God, what was I going to say? Uh, pst- it- uh, you, <laughs> I, I think you need. An, I think
1: he needs another beer. Yeah, no, that <laughs> yeah. Thought just
3: just like whew. yeah. But but
1: the uh, aliens. Took I hate it. when that happens. The, the, the,
2: aliens the
3: aliens took it. The aliens took it. His, okay. Um, so, so John Mack believed that you know that it wasn't so much a malevolent thing that that it was more ontological shock mm-hmm. that people experience and, and where the PTSD sometimes comes from, because what what it is when you find out that this is real, it just pulls the rug of your concept of reality right out from under you. Mm-hmm. you know? But what I what it's really done for me. Um, after being just in, in such close confines with this phenomena for five years. And, and I'm always working with this. I mean, I can be, you know, I'm a musician, and I can be doing a gig or something. And, Lord, you know, next thing I'll find out, you know, the sound man is coming up and saying is that a MUFON pin? It's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh-huh. and he starts talking about his alien abductions. Yeah. I mean, uh, this is the guy, that the, the engineer from the studio started the, the same thing, you know? And and you meet these people, and, and you know that you were supposed to be there. Yeah. And and I take it very seriously. I do feel like I'm like a social worker for these people that are that are confused about it or, or are horrified.
0: Well, yeah, you are right, yeah, I, I mean totally
1: you, you are sure. actually. And, and you got <laughs> yeah, you absolutely that's absolutely what yeah. what it is. There's
2: got to be compassion. Because think about that woman that was cr- really breaking down. Yeah. You, yeah.
1: But by the way, Earl, even if they aren't. Uh, even if it is a figment of their imagination, whether it's real or whether it's not real, you do provide that role of yes. social worker a, as an outlet team, for them to, whatever they're dealing with, they have an outlet through you to sort of vent and yes. and get some closure in their own mind. Because even if you can be like, listen, according to my experience, what you're experiencing, it's not a UFO. And then that can help, sort of help them. You know, clear yeah. that up. I
3: try to be nice to people about it and 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 what what I'll usually say to people, I'm not going to go and bash them unless they were trying to pull an intentional hoax. I had a a guy who had you know like a hundred people on a mountaintop looking at balloons that he had a friend send up with his airplane you mm-hmm. know? and and they're sure that they're UFOs and i could, i I actually spied on them a little bit you know i I got a case from somebody put in to us. Now if it's a CMS case, that's the computer management system, right? Mm-hmm. That's when I have to put my investigator hat on and that's where I'm trying to debunk stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and I have to be a skeptic there. Because if I'm not a skeptic with those cases, I know somebody else is going to be and right. I'm gonna look really stupid. Yeah. So those are the cases where I have to go in there and try to tear it apart. And if it's still standing, we've got a UFO, boys. With the uh, experience research team, it's very different from that. I'm I'm not going to I'm I'm not going to judge people. I've heard some crazy, wild, wild, crazy stories. You know, people that are having intimate relationships with their extraterrestrials. Uh, you know, people that, you know, have extraterrestrials and angels, and and, and and with this stuff, you know, I mean, that that's the difference, you know, we're, we're working more as, as social workers with these people. We're not closing the cases with these, where it's not like the case report is suddenly closed, we're going, yeah, this is a real UFO. With the ERT, um, and, and the way if, if anybody out there feels like they've had visitations or they've, they, something has happened in your life that sounds familiar to what I was talking about tonight, you can go to MUFON.com and the, look for the Experiencer Research Team page. Or what you can do, it says, report a UFO or report that you've been abducted, and if you do that, you can go in there and you can take our survey, which it'll ask you 30 questions, and um, we'll we have like 38 people now that are working on in the in the ERT all around the world, hmm. uh, all around the world. So it, you can you can be in Ukraine, and and there will still be somebody who will contact you. And we'll listen to what you've been going through, and we can get you to a support group. If you want to be hypnotically regressed, we have people that can do that in, in every country, in, in every state of the union here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's what we do. You know, We try to help these people so that they can – because it can be a really uh, – a very disruptive thing in your life. Mm-hmm. Some people are, are abducted multiple times in a week. you know, Oof. And then they have to go and hold down a job <laughs> yeah,
0: and stuff. Right. And,
3: and so, uh, but there is help out there for you, and there's, there, there are people that will listen to your story and not be judgmental right, yeah, and that's what we do now, If you see a UFO and, and it blew your socks off and, and you want to have it investigated, you want to know what it was. Was it ours? was it a secret you know secret black program that that's our own, or or was it you know a, a vehicle from another world? Then I would, uh, then uh, you know, you should go to mufon.com. You know, it's www.mufon.com. M-U-F-O-N, and uh, just click on where it says report a UFO, and then you'll get somebody to actually investigate it and find out what it was. And sometimes, you know, you might have seen one of Elon Musk's, uh, you know, space mm-hmm. shots. Yeah, right, that was crazy. Yeah. So they look No one impressive. saw that coming. Uh, yeah, or like you know, we we got a lot of reports uh, from the satellite leak that he set up, and 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 when I first got the first report that came in with it, I'm looking at him going, "What is that? That is what the heck?" And then I, I synchronicity, you know, I read the story the same night about Elon Musk setting up a, a satellite train, and it, mm-hmm. it just like a bunch of little bright dots in a in a row. Yeah, right. It, it travels along the ecliptic. Um, and, and that, uh, that fooled a lot of people.
2: Oh, people were like, this is it. Yeah. yeah. They, this is like what we've been, everyone's been waiting well, for. Well, I didn't know
3: what it was. But yeah. yeah. No, they, no. He
2: really pulled yeah. a fast one on everyone, pretty predominantly like in the Los Angeles, San yeah. Diego area.
3: But that's where, you know, that, that would be a case where, you know, you would want to have, you know, put in report a UFO. And want, it, it will be given to uh, a, a UFO investigator like myself. And uh, we'll get to the bottom of it for you. And it, it might be ET.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you know it's funny because they have they all these alien UFO sightings happening on on Earth. How like how much of Mars have we covered explored? Like only a little bit of it. Right.
3: we don't even know the we don't even know the bottom of the ocean that's the yeah yeah see that's
2: the thing so i feel like there's when we do send things up to mars if there is life up there they're probably just like oh yeah i saw one of those things today one of those like things that roll across the <laughs> People are terrain seeing and
3: underground and, you know underwater ufo's and this whole Tic Tac thing, uh, it was apparently, you know, the, the the large UFO was hovering this area of water which was roiling like there was something under there mm-hmm. that was huge. It was larger than the Tic Tac-shaped UFO. Um, what if what if it or originated from here? Yeah, I mean, yeah, right. It could be like the movie The Abyss or something.
2: Well, yeah, yeah and, that's a great and movie. And, yeah. they,
1: uh, they get, and then the, the uh, I I don't know where I'm at with this, but uh, there's a lot of people that think there's civilizations
2: in the inside of the Earth.
3: Yeah, well, it, it's the inside of the Earth is molten iron. Yeah,
2: so those are going to be... <laughs> yeah. uh, but just so, all the things that we were shooting up to space, that, like out there, they're probably just like, oh, there is a UFO. They shot another one up here. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, totally. What is this? No, well, that's the thing
1: that's... It's Like, oh, look, yeah, we'll look at what these guys got going on down there. But it's just like lawn furniture to that. It's like, because we're always sending stuff guys, to Mars, they're
0: probably yeah. just like, oh, this yeah. stuff
2: is back. What is this stuff? Yeah, yeah. where is it coming from? Yeah, I mean, it's, I it's, it's crazy. Yeah.
3: I Mars doesn't have a breathable atmosphere. Although, I, yeah. don't, I don't know, they they keep finding, you know, signs of water and stuff. Yeah, totally. So, you never know. There may be, you know, under, underground uh, lakes and such, and there could be life. In there, you
2: know? And they're probably using their technology that were the reason why your neighbor couldn't see what came into your room. They're probably using that, and we'll never find it.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Mm. I don't know. I don't know.
2: And then
1: what about, uh, dreams? Is anything that people are, th- that, that comes up in dreams, like, uh, a, a recurring thing? Does that,
3: yeah. um, usually people that think that, that feel that they are being visited and it comes to them like a dream. They all say that it's a dream, but it's realer than a dream. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was on another podcast, uh, a couple days ago and, uh, the the guy who does the the podcast was talking about this dream that he had that was realer than a dream and he said well I found myself in this circular room with all these like creatures around me and they were they doing surgical stuff on humans and they had and he said and I saw like babies floating in in these see through, you know, these these transparent receptacles. And he keeps on talking about it. He says it was built like an amphitheater, and the surgical area was in the middle. And I'm just like, well, this sounds like it might be more than just a dream. I mean, where does that come from? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Why right. would you have a dream of of something like that? I don't have dreams like that. Yeah, I don't think I do
2: either.
1: Yeah, yeah I, so I'll tell you just a quick dream story. You can tell me if I'm crazy or, or not. <laughs> no. But I, listen, it's pretty, pretty crazy. So... um I I would have a recurring dream of this mountain, and look, you can have dreams of a mountain, but there was something different about this mountain that would kind of pop up. There was, I would sometimes like cl- climb up it like I was looking for something, and I couldn't really tell in the dream what it was. And sometimes I'd be different on different sides of it, but it was always like there's something. Whether I was at the base of it or or I was kind of on the other side of it, it was like a a, a mountain. Like a, it had a power in the hmm. dreams. Whenever I would have it, And it's probably over the
2: course of the last like the mountain. Years. In this,
1: yeah, kind of <laughs> like that. But no, it was just like a. It was in sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. There was something Close from. Encounters. There was always like in the dream. There was something familiar, but also kind of like there was magical. Something magical there, but I, I never knew what I was quite looking for up there. But I was always would always be kind of up in there sometimes. And it, the the dream itself had a very says a very specific vibration to it very specific feel to it but so then i have i do have uh sleep paralysis sometimes but not the scary kind. sometimes when you when you uh release you have a out-of-body experience you have that uh floating sensation that's like flying and and sometimes it'll happen like if you're in your room or sometimes it'll happen in the context of a dream but so i'm up on this mountain that i know specifically this is the mountain from the dream so i I do have that uh, out-of-body experience within the dream, but it's a very real floating sensation. And when I rise up to the top above the mountain for the first time, I'm up in the air, I'm looking down over a city that I could never make up in my wildest imagination. It's like crystalline and like, it's, it, it's part old like ancient like an ancient medieval city but it's it's like shrouded with these like magical crystals i mean it's it's like you i couldn't even and it was so the detail was so precise like i i couldn't just in a split second have like uh, do this and then a couple days later i'm 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 looking and watching uh, a thing about mount shasta and uh I I have my whole body went numb. I that's the mountain from oh, my dream, okay? Yeah. Right? And then and then the documentary that I start watching talks about that there's a interdimensional city of Lemuria yeah. that exists yeah. floating yeah.
0: above Mount Wait, Shasta. Wait, where's Mount Shasta? It's that's up in Northern California, yeah, right, right.
1: And yeah. that it's the 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 this inner this uh Lemuria which is some people think it's an ancient civilization that's that's now underground there, but other people think it exists in an alternate dimension. But that is the location of Lemuria. And and then you look up when you look up pictures of Lemuria, that is whether it's <laughs> an artist rendering or however they would go, that was the fucking thing I saw in my dream.
3: <laughs> Mount Shasta, I mean, there's so and I knew nothing about Shasta phenomenology around. It.
1: I knew nothing about hell, Mount Shasta hell, and that all that stuff. You've never came like out. looked it up. For never him. looked it up until I mean, I I think I had a vague idea it maybe from the soda shasta but i never knew that there was a a community and that and that there were this idea of uh of a, of a civilization that exists in a, a fantasy
0: civilization. I'm working on a
3: case right now mm. of a woman who had her first alien encounter near Mount Shasta. Mm-hmm. She had missing time with her friend. Yeah, They both had like two hours of missing time and it was right outside of Mount Shasta. They could see the mountain. Yeah. There, there's a lot of weird stories around that area. Yeah, And I tend to like to think that there's areas in the world where there's a thinning, you know, like a thinning... Of the veil of, of the to veil. another dimension. Yeah, yeah. It, it, where, where you can get through to, to places. And, and uh, so it, it would make sense. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, and apparently there's heavy lee lines in that area you know, where there's earth energies and that, that stuff seems to all it's like
1: a Sedona type uh, yeah, place. yeah. It is exactly. But uh, and, the, and the a lot of a lot of channelers. There's well, there's Peter Mount Shasta. Uh, he's a writer who claims to have. Uh, he's got these transmissions that he gets from angels and stuff there. And then there's a woman, uh, Kaya Ray. I think she's she had a she was just up in her cabin and then sure. she wasn't a writer. She was just like this woman. And then all of a sudden she's writing volumes <laughs> of like. These transmissions. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> that's wild. that was pretty crazy. Open-minded. I was like, what the, the f- yeah. and, and by the way, I mean, who who knows? It's just one of the, the why I was asking about the dream is where you know something. I'm like, how was I able to just in a split second in a dream, first of all, have that right floating up sensation and then and then I'm looking at the city and like it's almost like I could see every detail of every building. Like it was real. Uh, And the crazy thing about dreams... My mind just comes up with that in a split second.
2: Well, the crazy thing about, I mean, Mm. the human mind is that you could have just seen like a sign... Are you going to have seen someone that, like, you could have been at a friend's house and they had a book of a mountain? There's a picture of Mount Shadows. Yeah, and, just at, and you briefly thing. saw it as you were just, and then, but yeah. that is in your mind and it'll always be in there. But that
1: mountain, in the re- my recurring dreams of this mountain, there's, it was like a something, there was something about it that I could never in the dream quite figure out why I was so compelled to always, like, go mm-hmm. up, it, and I was, like, always looking for something there. Um, anyways, I you know there as many
3: as many neurons in in the cerebral <clears throat> cortex as there are stars in the galaxy. <laughs> yeah, right. And and you have to wonder if um, you know there's some correlation there, and maybe you know. I mean, we were talking earlier about the universe possibly being an intelligent entity, and I I, I keep on gravitating that way more and more. Mm-hmm. And then uh, maybe our the human mind is sort of an analogy to that, you know. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, you know, I mean, the the human mind is is uh, we're certainly not tapping all of our abilities in there. That's for sure. Oh know.
2: no. Yeah. Uh, for, yeah. But so when you say missing time, are you saying like someone is like, oh, I was making cooking eggs and then I was walking my dog and I don't know how I got from cooking eggs yeah. to walking my dog?
3: I there's one uh, there's one woman that I work with in the ERT, um, Denise Stoner. I can mention her name because she's written a book about it with my boss uh, Kathy Martin, um, where she and her husband were taking uh, they, they were on vacation and they were going to a, a family reunion, is what it was. And they wind up seeing a UFO. It's flying over their RV. And their, their RV was literally taken up into a UFO. And these guys had, had hours of missing time. Um, when they came to, they were driving down the road. Um, and they were... Uh, they were where they were almost to where the reunion was uh-huh. but the problem is is that the odometer they set the odometer at the beginning well the miles that they went didn't show up on the odometer so they had missing time the odometer showed that they they hadn't traveled anywhere right. but they were taken up and, and when the you know when our visitors were finished with whatever they were doing with them they were apparently <laughs> dropped back down you uh-huh. know um,
2: That's what an awful place happened. to come to driving.
3: Know, yeah, yeah. Oh, I know, but God. and it's not and it's not unusual. You know, I I, I have a friend, uh, Doctor Irena Scott, and she worked for the DIA. She worked at Wright Patterson Air Force Base. Uh, you know, she she is a, a PhD, and uh, she ha- she and her sister had a similar thing where they saw a UFO. They could see like windows on this thing. Mm. And uh, they had an encounter with what was maybe a, a man in black or something comparable, to where he, he confronted them. He, he he drove them off the road and, and confronted them. But she uh, she wanted to get a photograph of this UFO. You know, she said, "Well, I could get a photo of the inside of a UFO if we could blow it up." Uh-huh. You know, she's thinking scientifically. She goes running up this mountainside. And then suddenly there, there was this period of time where she, she finds herself standing there. The UFO is way, way off in the distance suddenly. And all this, you know, is, is like, I forget, maybe like 20 or 30 minutes had, had gone by. And she didn't know what had happened to that period of okay, time. Okay, got it. And that goes hand in hand with this phenomenon as well. Got it. Um, I talk with a lot of people that have missing time. Uh, that would be
2: really creepy. Yeah. Missing time. I I don't yeah. want to experience missing time. <laughs> well, Especially you know, if you come to and you're driving. It's like I oh, mean the memory
3: what? is in there. The question is is do you want to go in there and <laughs> My 20 yeah.
1: my my yeah. 20s. Are, uh, yeah right right. <laughs> well, that's a
3: different. That's a different, these be. guys didn't do LSD or smoke <laughs> anything. Funny, so
2: they take yeah. their RV, and then, then if they were ever like abducted again, the next time they go up, the, the aliens just took the RV and they like recreated an RV. <laughs> They're like, I was in the ship; it looked exactly like an RV. They were like so <laughs> blown away by these things recreate RVs. Yeah.
1: Speaking of RVs, this thing so came funny. up on.
2: Uh, what is your favorite uh, movie about? Uh, aliens, probably UFOs. this one. Maybe this I one, love yeah. Close and I mean, it's like the Godfather of UFOs. Yeah, yeah. UFO yeah we
1: watched The Fourth Kind this weekend. I was up in Chicago. Oh, oh my god, have wow. you seen that? The Fourth Kind. That movie's kind? terrifying. I seen you know, it I, like it, it. You know, it, it didn't get very good reviews, but I just read um, a couple articles that have have gone back. People that have gone back to revisit the movie and that it really is kind of an underrated horror movie. Yeah. It's one of these ones that um, they use found footage, but it's oh, yeah, it's yeah. but no, it's I not real. A it's a friend, uh, friend of
3: mine yeah
1: yeah no I know who did that yeah Yeah. but it's like they also cast this woman that looked like Bernadette Peters on meth to be the woman oh yeah that was era, and and that Mila Jovovich plays the actual version or she plays the dramatized version mixed in with the the, what is supposed to be documentary footage which is also kind of fake but um I don't know, I, it's... it's um, That's a good movie. It is. A I liked movie. it, yeah.
3: Um, yeah, I think I may have started watching... I mean, it, it kind of... Con- it, it's gotten to the point where I'm so busy with what I'm doing, and, I, and I'm still working as a nurse. You know, I do 12-hour shifts. Ah. And and then uh, somewhere around... In, in that, I, I have to make all my phone calls and do interviews and go on site if the, it's a really good one. I'm going to want to go there and take mm-hmm. theodolite photos of you know, where they saw the craft. And, and there, there's no time left to see movies about UFOs. It, it's kind of like even reading books now. I mean, I, I, I used to read every UFO book that i get my hands on, and now it's almost like, well, I just there's no time for it. Right. And maybe it's good not to read other people's stuff, you know? I mean, I know so much about the phenomenon now from other people, and that's really what led me into doing this hands-on, was is I want to know what I can find. Right, and anybody can do that. You guys, if you want to become field investigators, or anybody listening to this, again, you can go to MUFON and it'll say become a MUFON field investigator. You can click on the button, and you'll get mentored. Uh, you'll get the uh, you know a field manual that will teach you. You know, it's a couple hundred pages long. Uh, You'll take a test and and you'll be mentored to be a field investigator and find out for yourself. Mm. Even if, you know, you're kind of skeptical about it still or you really, you know, for me, that's the way I was. You know, I knew my mom's stories and I mean, she certainly had the provenance behind herself. You know, she was working for as a headhunter for skunk works and stuff, you know, and my mom, you know, I grew up with this knowledge of, you know, we're not alone. And and my mom uh, knew what she was talking about. But that was her story, and 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 uh, I I watched the shows, and I would read books, and it's kind of like, well, you know, I'm still skeptical, and and so I went into it myself. I went went in hands on, and well, now I'm, you know, I know it's real. I mean, you know, experiencing is believing. That's mm-hmm. for sure. You know, um, I know it's a real phenomenon because I've I've faced it, but. Uh, and that's the other thing, though, and that's the caveat that I do give my new field investigators is, is that you're not separate from the experiment. So just remember, if you start poking at it, you might get a visit. Yeah, you know, yeah, be
2: careful what you wish for. You
1: gotta, yeah, yeah you do need to kind of tread lightly because you're going to go into that territory, and <laughs> yeah. that territory is going to then go into your <laughs> right. your butt. Yeah, you, yeah, you go,
3: yeah. <laughs> and that's not real common, though. Yeah. Poor Whitley Streber, and he's, right. a, he's a very nice gentleman and I I like Whitley and I've met him and talked with him and stuff. Is that
2: communion? uh, Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. And that's a wonderful book. And Whitley is the real deal. He's definitely an experiencer and he knows a lot, you know, and he's going into the spiritual Mm -hmm. realm of it now too. And he's kind of connected the paranormals himself and people kind of go that direction. Jacques Fillet did. Uh went that way. But uh, but the best way to find out about it is to do it yourself. And uh, but just don't run towards a UFO, or you might become like Travis Walton. Right? You know? Yeah.
2: <laughs> who? Wait, who was that?
3: Travis
1: Walton Let, was the guy. The sky. The oh, sky. I was
2: just about to try firing in the Sky in Community to terrify me. Yeah, they yeah. were scary. Well, yeah.
1: the book of Community is so I, yeah. scary. You would see it at the oh, at the man. grocery store, and that was like the terrifying oh. picture of the alien on the front. God. of God, that, that like, no. brought a
3: lot of people. Um, a lot of people, their memories came back when they saw that book cover. I I know one, one gentleman who's a, a, an American Indian guy and, and he, he can't look at that book cover. Mm -hmm. He saw it in a grocery store, I think. And, and it was just like his memories came flooding back. It was Mm -hmm. just like triggered it. It flipped a switch for him. Mm -hmm. And he sees that picture and he, he, it's it's a big he's a big manly guy. It reduces him to tears, mm. you know, because it brings back all of his memories, you know.
2: Yeah, Fire in the Sky as well. Where is that guy? Fire in the Sky.
3: Um, that he uh, Travis was in Arizona, Snowflake, Arizona. Uh, he's still was, alive. Yeah, he's a very cool guy. Very much so alive. Another guitar slinger. Uh, <laughs> I've I've. I finally got to talk a little bit about UFOs with him because every time I'd meet him, we'd wind up talking guitar stomp boxes and stuff, you know. He's a good <laughs> yeah, guitar right. player. But, uh, but he, he, he's very, very much the real deal. He is an experiencer. Uh, the, the other guys that were with him, they saw him run towards this thing. He was being full of piss and vinegar and took off on a bull run towards this flying saucer because it looked cool. And it, he it was taking off when he was running towards it, and mm-hmm. apparently he got hit by whatever field that it uses yeah. to uh, defy gravity. You know that this electromagnetic field was strong enough that he believes it stopped his heart. He was gone for five days, Right. where the whole town thought that his friends had murdered him. Um, we just it's funny. My my uh, boss and I were just talking about this case. Uh, couple nights ago on the other show that we were doing uh, that we were both on but uh, Travis believes that, w- that the reason why he was gone the reason why he was taken was it was a fix-up call it was like an ambulance call that he c- killed himself when he his heart was stopped he believes Huh. when he hit this it threw him way up in the air his friends saw it they thought he was dead that's right. why they got the hell out of there mm-hmm. you know they thought they were next but it was an accident you know he just ran towards this thing and as memories came back for him, it, it's, it seemed that it was a thing of benevolence that they took him. He thinks that they did a repair job on him. And uh. the guy has not been sick once since this happened. Really? Wow. Back Is in that... the early 1970s. Jeez. He hasn't had a cold. He hasn't had a, a flu bug. He hasn't had not not one illness.
1: We need to get more of these aliens wow. down here to, yeah, to really. for, for health care.
3: Yeah, talk, <laughs> about, talk about Edgar Casey. Yeah, I, I know. I know. We, we, you know, he's... Big pharma might go out of business then, which would be a good thing. But yeah,
1: wow. no, it never is. Been it sick. is one of those things. It's like yeah. yeah, those Edgar Casey guys, and they he hailed a bunch of people. It's it's too bad they don't have more of that. Like yeah, it just, really. It's always yeah. these isolated things. I gotta well, go back and watch there's that. There's a movie.
3: lot of uh, accounts of people that are healed by their ETS. Yeah, you know, and they're documented, and they'll go back to the. There was one guy uh, that Kathleen was talking about where he had leukemia. And he had, like, the big, giant swelling on the side of his neck, and they were giving him months to live. And his uh, he his e- he was also an experiencer. Well, his ETs came, and they healed him. He went back to the doctor, and his neck was back to normal, and they, they didn't find a single trace of cancer in his body.
0: Mm.
3: Um, but other people, you know, uh, they, they don't get that... Uh, they they don't get that from, from their visitors. Yeah. So, but uh, but it is possible, and, and it, it's out there. It's, it's just a, a a very strange manifold uh, phenomena. And I feel like we're just dipping our toe into the waters. We we don't know. We think that we're seeing the whole thing, but oh, it's just no. the very this... top of, of, of yeah. the iceberg, right? It, this thing runs deep. It's it's probably been here before we were here, and, and it's uh, and it's a personal phenomenon.
2: And the conversation about what it is or where it comes from is never going to end. It <laughs> no. It's like e- endless yeah. conversation. It may come
3: from something some th- place that we don't even have the the means to understand. Right. right? I'm, I'm, you know, very good friends with uh, Dr. Hynek from Blue Book with his son, Paul Hynek, and uh, he describes us as as the little ants that are trying to describe, the little ants at the roadside trying to describe the Empire State Building, or, you know, I mean, we... we, uh, maybe don't even have the
1: capacity <laughs> well, to understand. Not to get, t- for and apologies to everyone that just took that ate a Pop Brown before listening to this, <laughs> but if you really think about that, a little ant, I mean, that's a whole reality. Yeah. And, th- and uh, us looking up at us, I mean, must just be like, oh, I don't yeah, know if right, they have right, the right. brains to really process that, but we don't know what these, you know, what anybody can process. It's just like, you know, or dragonflies like going around. It's like, they're just like, with their limited intelligence, trying to
0: yeah, think totally. about
1: what we have, and we are probably less than ants to some yeah. other. Yeah, of course. Thing, you know? for sure. so yeah,
3: I'm sure. You know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, you know, totally. It's crazy. Maybe hopefully it's sort of maybe the Hindu idea of it being a big circle and all life being sacred is 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 true. And yeah, I it's actually a spark yeah. Life. It's important. Yeah.
1: yeah. But I mean, yeah, it's part just, of the whole. You know? Yeah, yeah, and how the different intelligences, you know, uh, connect with each other. Because look at, I mean, ants are pretty organized. So <laughs> oh, that's yeah. not they're they not dummies. No, yeah, they, they are. They're not dummies. Yeah, and, you know, f- uh, birds all flying together. I mean, they're using a, a sensory yeah. uh, technology understand. that we don't understand at all. That a hundred, a thousand birds, the, well, the, the way they, they do, can yeah, move right. like all like that in right. perfect sync. Yeah. They're definitely yeah. all and when they the one, the one sort of mentality that they're. Right, you know, well,
3: people get messages sometimes when they're when they're taken, or when they're visited, and and one of those is that that, that there's a lot of concern for the human race that we're not progressing, that we we're progressing technologically, but our spiritual selves are, are still you know we're still warring with each other, and and you know what when things ramped up with a phenomenon was when we dropped. When, when the anola gay went and dropped the the bomb mm-hmm. uh, that that's you know when it started ramping up I mean I don't think that it's any mystery that that Roswell was where this thing crashed because that Roswell airfield is where they sent the anola gay from I mean the the bombers the, the b seventeen or the b-52s that bombed Japan mm-hmm. that's where they originated from mm-hmm. uh, so you know the, but there's a lot of concern apparently about about us playing with, with matches.
1: And, you know, it's, it is interesting. The one sort of ray of hope that you're starting to see is, uh, and it gets shrouded in a lot of the negative things that are happening, is a way more uh, consciousness, awareness of environmental and animal yes.
3: Uh, people here cruelty, especially in the food stuff. in the in
1: food industry and in uh, yes. environmental.
3: Yeah. Yes, people, that people get messages about the environment. They get messages about cruelty mm-hmm. to people or animals. The whole, yeah. you know, it just uh, there seems to be kind of a disgust with with how we're just spinning our wheels mm-hmm. the same way that we've been spinning our wheels since we were, you know, barbarians. Mm-hmm. Um, and and here we are. You know, we have now we have the capability to to uh, I, I mean I think that when we you know when, when we blow up a nuke that maybe it actually affects our, our visitors. Mm-hmm. maybe that's why it ramped up because uh, there may be an interdimensional thing that that that, that who knows mm-hmm. you, you may blow up a, a nuclear bomb in the middle of the desert, but in the next dimension over, that might be their New York City, right. Mm. So but for whatever reason that seems to have ramped it up ramped up the visits, you know, there were visits that go way back in history, even, you know, Christopher Columbus saw a UFO, you know, when he was going to the New World. Uh, it goes way, way back to thousands of years ago, um, maybe even 40, 60,000. If you take the uh, the stories of the Australian Aboriginal people, you know, they, they tell about lightning man who came from the sky and brought wisdom and language and and uh, hunting skills to, to humanity. Um, but when we started you know, messing with, with th- this particular box of matches, it, it ramped everything up. Mm-hmm. And I think now there's concern because we can go into outer space and we can actually hurt them. So it's a concern for them.
2: Space yeah. Force, yes. it's yeah, this new branch of the that's, military. How yeah. about that? They got announced last night. Yeah. How about that? Do you God. think
3: that's uh, you know? Do you think that that's just a coincidence? Like, <laughs> you know, with You know, this whole thing about the the you know the Nimitz affair off of Catalina Island. Well, it's the military keeps on confronting these things, mm-hmm. and it's nothing new. You can there's FOIA reports that have been you know the FOIA requests that have brought you know. All kinds of there there have been encounters just like what happened off of Catalina, going back to the fifties and the forties and and even earlier, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's nothing new, but it's certainly ramped up, and a lot of people are having sightings and and uh, well, something's going on. They're tooling, <laughs> right? Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. they're tooling with us. They're and and I like to think and I hope, you know, I think that they're. You know, again, like you were saying earlier, there's probably they have, you know, they're aliens that are comparable to juvenile delinquents and yeah. stuff too, and nasty guys. But, you know, I like to think that the main, the, the whole ball of wax is, is that we really need to fix these guys. If they wanted to get rid of us, they'd just, just divert a comet or something. Or, yeah. You know. Well, no, there
1: is a, yeah, really. a lot of the things that I see sometimes. That would work. I'm too. It, is that like, right. <laughs> they won't allow a nuclear, a nuclear war. They would stop that before it, so. would, uh, it would, because it would fuck their infrastructure up too much. Yeah, mm. I think so.
2: Yeah. God, well, see, so God, if that was the whole basis for Christopher Columbus killing all those people, he just like. Guys, I saw this UFO and they're just like, get out of here. You're crazy. Yeah, He's like, no, I'm fucking telling you. He just kills them all because yeah. they don't believe him. Right. <laughs> I don't uh, think that's what happened. Yeah. yeah no. Hey, rewriting he didn't know uh, what it was. Yeah. That's like the and Tarantino they, version.
3: Yeah. yeah, He just described this large glowing light that was over the ocean, you know, in front of them that seemed mm. to be in, you know, following them but but uh preceding them. Yeah. Um and you know, I mean the astronauts. Have described the same thing going to the moon. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. Buzz Buzz Aldrin is being a little more forthcoming about it. Uh, Edwin Mitchell, or Edgar Mitchell, who we lost uh, a few years ago, uh, the sixth man to walk on the moon. He was another guy who he he started our sister group. It was up in Northern California called the Free Group that that uh, is doing the same thing that the Experience or Research Team of MUFON is doing. Yeah, okay, um, and so it's kind of cool because we have peer review. Too. you know they're a separate entity from us but we, but we work with them um, but there's certainly something going on and, and it's not just hillbillies and, and and trash collectors nothing against trash collectors mm-hmm. and hillbillies um, I love my name is Earl it. after yeah. all you know, so. <laughs> but but uh, you know we're talking doctors and scientists and people that, that are highly educated people are talking about this phenomena very very seriously. Mm and more so often now are, are investigating it for themselves. Right, yeah. You know, and my my, my group that I'm working with, uh, I'm I'm like one of the, you know, less educated guys. I don't have a doctorate or anything, you know. I, I have a nursing license in and, and junior college, but, uh, you know, I work for a medical doctor. Uh, uh, we have another uh, psych... Collegist PhD who's who's in the team we you know it's like everybody's a doctor or a scientist or you know aerospace engineers Uh, it's you know people that that are important people and that have you know high intellect are are the ones that uh, seem to be drawn to investigating
2: this. Yeah right following their bliss following my yeah.
3: bliss that's what I'm doing yeah.
2: nice. that's why if, I'm here right? if, you were, if you were if you had another encounter again and like a really like you really felt like you were there and you wanted to play uh, like a certain song like, what song would you want to play? Like, so what song would you want to shoot out to space?
3: Chris Squire, Fish oh Out of Water.
1: God. Oh, that's yeah.
2: a good one. Yeah, <laughs>
3: Starship Trooper yeah. by, Bruce yes. Coburn. Bruce Coburn. Maybe the Beatles, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I am the walrus, goo goo ga <laughs> John Lennon saw a UFO Yeah, he was living in New York. Oh, really? He saw it fly. It was a flying saucer. It was all lit up and spinning around. It was going between the buildings, and he was... uh it was when he was broken up with Yoko. He was living with uh, May Pang at the time.
1: Oh, yeah, and he woke up with a stone. Uh, yeah, yeah, I and, heard that, too. Yeah, and he gave the stone yeah. to some one of these other occult guys that I've watched yeah. some stuff with, but the guy now has the stone, and he and Lennon had... He was a hit, uh, he was one of these spoon bender guys.
3: Right, Uri Geller? The Uri Geller, yeah. Uri, has, yeah, has, and uh, uh,
1: Lennon stone. hit yeah. him up to tell him the story, and he was like, yeah, after I had the sighting, Whoa. I woke up and I had this, like... Man. Polished,
3: shiny,
2: polished. Chris, Chris
1: so Chris
3: saw his UFO, and uh, it seems like they like artists and musicians. Well, that is no. That's the no, thing. I mean, I'm, well, if they
2: if they could hear music, I, I well, what their reaction would be. This you know? is a
1: this is a philosophy that I've read about recently, and and whether you attribute it to aliens or God, again, it could all just be the same thing. You just don't know. Is that. One of the reasons why people are like, man, like, why does Mick Jagger, like, why does he have it all, or why does uh, pa- did Pablo Picasso, like, have it all? It's because these daring, visionary artists who are having fun. With reality and awakening people and taking these big daring chances, that's what gets rewarded.
0: Yes, I you know,
1: agree. It, it, artists and humanitarians, and I think doctors and teachers and stuff like that falls under the humanitarian right. uh, banner. And those people, they're not really in it for money as much so. But like academics that are really sort of pushing the boundaries of people's understanding of whether it's consciousness or history, are the ones that are getting the prizes and getting yeah. the adulation yes. because you will get rewarded Rewarded if you dare to dream differently, you dare to behave, to, to create and have fun with, with reality. And that's really what you're supposed to be doing. Yes, you know, is like mm. you're here to like explore and play and yes. and have a, a yeah, blast. Right, 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 right you're now.
3: either a producer or a consumer. Yeah. And mm. there was a, there was a, a bumper sticker that I I don't see it anymore, but it was a good one. It said, "The meek shall inherit the earth. The rest of us will go to the stars." Right. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. I like that.
1: I believe that, but yeah. I, but I think it you know it does take time to really and whether you believe in. Past lives are, you know, uh, your evolution as a, as a soul is that, you know, a guy like a Mick Jagger or, or uh, you know, a, a J- a Bosco, they're any of these guys, into they're, they're going for it. Yeah, they're going for, sure. for it, yeah. and they're just without apology. They don't no. care about paying rent. They don't care, but they know the rent's gonna get paid. Yeah. And it's and and, and guess what? Yeah. The mansion mortgage is gonna get paid yeah. because you are you're creating big and you're having fun with this yep. reality.
3: When you're a, a musician or a songwriter or, or a, a, a screenwriter or a filmmaker or, or any kind of artist, you are pulling things out from the universe mm-hmm. that don't exist until yeah. you pull them out. Yeah. And, and we all feel, and I, I hear, you know, from, from however people express themselves, they feel like it already existed when mm-hmm. they got it. You know, it's like the sculptor who, who chisels away everything that doesn't look like a horse. The horse, is in that rock yeah. you know and, and and it's you have to kind of have that vision and, and that trust and it, i guess it's a form of faith you mm-hmm. know that you have this gift you know i mean i guess we're you know it's it's the belief in the muse and that that is out there
1: you mm-hmm. know and it ties back to campbell it's yeah. that just yeah. <laughs> just 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 relaxing and going for it yeah, totally. and that's what's going to and if you're not going for it and you and you are struggling that's kind of a self-imposed struggle you're you're getting exactly what you're you're yeah. putting
3: at well, like, but then you know, how what do you do with you know certain starving artists that do yeah it for you know I mean well but they might Franz have their Schubert, yeah, but see you know yeah, I gotta tell yeah, you right. hey um, I gotta
1: tell well no yeah. well that's a that's a different kind of situation, like yeah. the people who get discovered after, but you also don't know what they were doing to negatively affect their progress as an artist so you, a mm-hmm. lot of these guys because I gotta tell you, I've not met too many undiscovered artists that are fucking incredible you know like generally speaking like if I go to someone's place and you know the the guy's like I'm I'm just I don't know why it's not working with my with my music I don't know why it's not working with my art I'm like I can go down a checklist of a bunch of things <laughs> and your personality and the yeah. way you deal yeah. with things that are re- and your 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 need to fit into what uh, is is working now and you are know, you going after for the wrong <laughs> reasons No that's the thing um, and like Edgar Allan Poe might have been he might have I think you kind of can impose your own because there though those kind of stories of like. They're are few and far between for the greats, you know. I mean, listen, there's a, uh, it's it's not everyone, but like a lot of these guys, like um, I don't know, or like the uh, uh, Cobains and the uh, Morrisons and the uh, the uh, Jimi Hendrix of the worlds. I mean, these were heavily abusive. Basquiat's they were so they were daring and visionary on the one hand and they were also very destructive
3: there's that trick I mean you you and that does seem to walk in tandem with creativity Mm -hmm. and you do have to learn how to kind of keep your lions at bay
1: yeah totally I wonder where the lions are and keeping in (laughs) back. Or the
3: lions are
0: in here. But it's
1: almost like, well, and and, and just like a final thing is like, you know, a lot of people think, oh, creation, it was just a thing that happened and now we're all dealing with it. But it's an active thing that we're all participating in at the same time. And we're here. It's like you get a Lamborghini and you get in it. You can't just go drive that thing at 190 miles an hour the first time. You're going to crash it (laughs) and it's going to get all hooked up. It's like, you need to kind of learn how to there's yes. rules to play with, and You can drive that Lamborghini mm-hmm. super fast and you can have a wonderful experience once you learn how to operate the machine yes. and 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 control it and and have a, that beautiful thrilling experience Everything with it. Everything takes time. Exactly. And practice yeah. and,
3: and it takes passion. Mm-hmm. And and it, it you know and, and and you know investigating this phenomenon. And it's the, you know calling myself a... a I, I love being a field investigator but it seems like it's not the right word for it it just doesn't have because it actually is you can't go to a college to learn this thing Mm -hmm. not yet anyway it's getting so it's changing a little bit you know i have friends that you know they they you know teach ufo classes in, in in major universities now and that's different but you have to learn the instincts and you have to learn what a, a f, you know what, what, a, what a, what isn't a UFO before you can go and close, a, a actual unknown. Mm-hmm. It took me months and months of work of closing cases where, yeah, this is a mylar balloon. This was a drone. Uh, you know, one lady saw, a dr- you know, she saw a UFO flying over her daughter's uh, high school graduation, and I'd been doing it for a few months then, and I was just like, wait a minute. Was there a video like aerial shots of your daughter's <laughs> yeah, right. grad And she's going, oh yeah, it's a lovely video. It's like okay, I know what your UFO was yeah. you know she, had, she just hadn't seen a drone before mm-hmm. you know? um, and, and once you close these and, and, and you get a feel for it when something unusual comes out, something that is anomalous and strange, it jumps out at you. Mm-hmm. And anymore you know all the UFO reports will come in and I never disregard any of them. But oftentimes I can look at it, It's like just reading the description. It's like a red light and a green light and hovering over the fire. And yeah, it was a fire helicopter, you know. and Something came from the bottom of it. Yeah, they just did a water drop. Yeah. You learn that stuff. But then you hear, you know, we had like these two women in Azusa who who had a stunning sighting. And then there was a guy who reported the same sighting like five, six miles away. Um, so there were unrelated uh, collaborative witnesses in that case. And, but when I read that initial report, it jumped out at me. There was just such a strangeness about it. Um, you just, you get a feel for it just like you get a feel for a good scene or, mm-hmm. or a good, you know, a good s- script, a good, good, you know, set piece, anything, you know, you, you have to learn your craft, mm-hmm. you know, learn your craft and, and, uh, well, MUFON gives you the parameters and the tools to do that if mm-hmm. that's what people are interested in doing. And you can do it without MUFON. There's, there's, pl- you know, some very, very good freelance ufologists out there. But MUFON was the way I did it, and I, I don't really, I don't have any regrets. I love what I do, and uh, it's my passion. Yeah. There you go. So, uh, that time's following, following your bliss. I get the same feeling when I close a great UFO case as I get after i've finished a wonder you know recording an album right. or, or writing you know one of the my better songs you mm-hmm. know it's the same buzz mm-hmm. it, it's hard for me to sleep after mm-hmm. you know I, it'll take me hours because i have to wind down because i'm just so jazzed and so yeah. happy because i know that this was not a blimp it wasn't uh you know it was nothing that that we are aware of yeah right right you know? mm. And there's a real joy in it <clears throat> it's a joy but it's exactly what you were talking about you know it's following your bliss mm-hmm. yeah
2: learn how to operate the machine is a good uh like saying is for us yeah. about life yeah not like the machine yes. like the government like the machine like you no yeah you and got everything the, around you yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. totally
2: uh, how much uh the the time machine. we got
1: left there we got,
2: got about two minutes two minutes oh yeah.
3: wow where did that time go?
2: Yeah, missing time. That's yeah, time. We, 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 that's yeah. what we're gonna call the episode. Yeah, we, <laughs> that we last. We, you look at the so. clock and it's like it's
0: five, 5 a.m. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: And literally, you, we've been recording for eight hours. You're like, yo, the episode is eight hours long. <laughs> yeah, well,
0: you know,
3: maybe we we maybe you know, I last time I was with you guys was about a year and a half ago. Maybe I never left. Yeah, but yeah, no, totally. All, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know,
2: I mean, we we watched all of Close Encounters, and that's like a. I, what that? That's like a, what, Hour and 45 yeah. movie? What could, a
3: wonderful... Synchronicity that that would be plenty. It was perfect. Yeah, that was just uh, well. There you go.
2: Yep. The next time you That's come on, it hopefully choice. Fire in the Sky will be on. Yeah, yeah. The fourth kind. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Right.
3: laughs> absolutely,
2: you guys. Nice. Well, uh, thank
3: you for having me again. Oh, it's yeah, good absolutely. to have you. I'll be back. Because I, uh, it's fun. And, uh, oh yeah, you
1: we got to have you every year. Oh, for okay, sure. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Cool. Yeah, I think you're the one person that we have on that is just that we like is doing something interesting that we talk about really yeah
2: pretty much yeah yeah cool usually Definitely.
1: it's just our you know our other sort of writer friends and just you know talking about anything that's cool but, uh, yeah yeah um
2: you got any shout outs oh for yeah instagram <laughs> shout outs <laughs> yeah, you I forgot it. last I time. forgot last week i'm sorry everybody uh, hey, shout out to uh, Botanica Wild Oh yeah, she's Karina. Follow- she follows her bliss with the music She really does yeah. uh, Shout out to her Hey, shout out to uh, Misty Magnus Okay, shout uh. out uh, f- Follow her in Vegas hey, Shout out to Joey Breakfast Oh, shout out I think he's, our, big- he's like our biggest, biggest fan of the podcast uh, yeah, And he was cool. bugging me about when the uh, episode was going to come on uh, shout out to, uh, hey, Seth Crabb Brundle Yeah Been with us since the start Yeah, shout out <laughs> uh, Shout out to uh, Grateful Dead cover band up in Seattle Deal go down, or Deal the band Ooh, okay Yeah, Ooh, big I, shout well, out Ooh, I them Yeah Oh, uh, yeah, no, they're great They're so good um, <clears> Good song, too Very <laughs> good song, yeah Is that an original of those, or is that a cover? Yeah, that, that was yep. uh, Jerry DL, Garcia, yeah, uh, Robert right. Hunter That's song. right, yep yeah. uh, Shout out to um, Split Open and Meme they're a fish meme account. Yeah. <laughs> she makes really funny stuff. Um, and uh, hey, shout out to Kelly Warren. Shout out, friend in New York. Yeah, Uh, thanks, guys. You know,
1: deal has like one of the quintessential Robert Hunter lyrics of blending Americana with uh, with religious sort of uh, like that. that, uh, They said King slew Abel for shooting loaded dice. You know, to tie in like a a Western Americana to a biblical thing like that to me is the essence of of, like Robert Hunter. Yeah, so great. Like taking some like sort of gospel kind of things but yeah. then tying it in with more of like a, a brown-eyed Western. women
3: oh that it's song, incredible man, yeah it's just it's like a great Ameri- song it's like a yeah. gothic like yep. a painting but it's a song and it just you know the lives and mm-hmm. you feel the weight of those lives of uh, song.
1: and by the way synchronicity do you know the first rock concert uh joseph campbell ever went to Really, Grateful Dead. Uh, oh. Yeah. Where, where? Uh, it was in the '80s, I think, and it was the first rock concert he ever went. And he said, "This is." It was. He was like, "This is Dionysus." Uh, in oh,
3: I did read that. Yeah, before. and
1: he but done, was he much older. He, yeah, he was older, but okay. he did. Um, he wow. did a symposium with Gar, because Garcia was a huge uh, Joseph Campbell. Yeah follower and uh, yeah and I don't know if he went to many other concerts So, so he the only artist the only contemporary rock musicians that Campbell ever references and talks about is the Grateful Dead somehow that makes you sense you know I wrote yeah. a
3: song with a friend of mine by, you know I was in the duo called Piper Gray and, and my, uh, my partner in crime in that group uh, David Piper put out an album called Trail and he put a song on there that we co-wrote together called Do What Joseph Campbell Said
1: huh There you go. That's that's a good slide. It's funny. I I mean I find you you know whatever you kind of find your you know uh, any way to find any materials about Campbell like it's just a like it's never ending. How did he not make his way into a Bruce Coburn lyric? I don't he's know
2: I feel like Coburn probably. would be all over that yeah, I think
3: so too Coburn likes to write his own
2: stuff though I think I guess yeah. maybe he. yeah he would hate it's like how he didn't want to do any of the hits at uh, yeah. the show at the Hell <laughs> Yeah, he's like I don't want to talk about Campbell this is my own stuff right yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was in Santa Monica I think last year
3: um, Did yeah, you go see him I, I saw I saw yeah, I saw the last one mm. and now he 's on his uh it 's like the instrumental album he just put out oh really and i don 't think he 's done any i think he played he 's playing McCabe, or he played McCabe's and i couldn 't get to mm-hmm. his. yeah it's that was the one sold out yeah, that was already sold out. Um, yeah, I did get to see that one. But,
2: uh, yeah, I didn't know about well, that. Bruce, Bruce
1: Coburn's yeah. what brought us all together. I know, I know really. Yeah.
3: exactly. That was a great show. Yeah oh, he's
1: what the a best. That was really, really good. Yeah, yeah. big fan.
3: A lot of people don't know about
0: him. Yeah. No. But no. of course
3: Jerry Garcia did. Yeah. He covered a couple songs. Mm-hmm. Or he covered uh, um, uh when waiting,
1: yeah.
0: when waiting Waiting for a miracle. miracle. Waiting for a miracle.
2: Yeah. You have Jerry Garcia band used to play that. Oh. Yeah. That Working song Well, well that that waiting. concert. see that was the thing. That guy was like he yelled out a song and he's like, you know, no, I'm not going to play that song because I'm here to, you know, you're going to take away something from the show that you weren't expecting to get. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I certainly wanted to hear the hits. But then when he didn't do that, I got like The Gift mm-hmm. and uh, The Last Night of the World. I didn't know about these songs. and Yeah.
0: He, oh, his his, his advice, world, his yeah.
2: advice was so great. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you want to hear the hits, but like. If you if I play this, it's something you've never heard before, yeah. and you're going to take that on and yeah, the gift what's and the what's your that's favorite really Coburn
3: great. album? Is this, that's Ooh. A- it's a that's
1: tough a one. one It's I mean, gotta be the I, one I, With I, Wonder I, Where I the Lions like Are That one's so like no, the that one too, in, yeah. the It's just
2: Dragon, so like Dancing um, the Dragons Yeah It's beautiful I mean, yeah, I mean, It's beautiful Yeah that's the thing Stealing fire It's just it's so
1: wonderful. In, Such an incredible Sounding music And then I mean there You just kind of uh, The one with Tokyo Humans Oh Humans uh, is,
3: That's my other favorite Man I, I just love that album
1: But there Further Adventures of Yeah Further Adventures of Is good Beautiful But there's something special About the Dragons album That's Humans. It's like Humans one of the
3: good. few albums that's perfect. It's like perfect. Yeah. It's just it the is. sound is just so you
1: know? magical. It's yeah. like uh and the lyrics are
3: beautiful oh, and the yeah. everything about it is incandescent incredible. blue, that song mm-hmm. just blows me away,
2: you know. Yep. Just, this is uh, the, his definitely love. his best album, uh titled Breakfast in New Orleans, yeah. Dinner in Timbuktu. That's yeah. a <laughs> great one.
3: That's the one with the last night of the it world is, yep. on it. Yeah. I, that's yeah. a and great, great song okay what a tree a falls in trouble, a forest but, um, what was that tree album? falls
2: that's in a, a forest act. yeah Is anybody here oh big big circumstance that's a yeah, good a one as well yeah big circumstance so he played a if a tree falls so those three songs like the gift if a tree falls and last night of the world i was like he likes my it god mm. he uh.
3: plays he plays that album a lot he goes back to those songs oh does he? quite a bit okay yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah he eventually brings them back you can kind of tell the ones that he's particularly in love with and I think it, it's probably the ones that we kind of mentioned just mm-hmm.
0: now.
3: But I mean, even like Inner City Front.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, that
3: was like Dylan goes electric mm-hmm. album, and and uh, it, it was hard to listen to at first because it wasn't what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. But it was surpri- I was so surprised by it, and there's just this intrinsic beauty that just you know that only Coburn really could do. There's nobody else like. Him. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like Joni Mitchell or Dylan or any yeah. of those geniuses. You know um Oh Lord!
1: Yeah, well, he's the bridge so channel
2: thirty two on Sirius XM they play "Wonder Where the Lines Are" all the time. Oh,
1: yep. Yeah. Well, that's like that, that was this closest thing to like a mainstream hit because mm. he, he was on Saturday Night Live and he played that. Yeah.
3: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was on AM radio back in the day.
1: Yeah. That's crazy. But when you go and then when you discover him, it's like you're <laughs> like, where like. has this been know, hiding? Great. Yeah. So great. <laughs> yeah. Oh Everybody my God. thinks his name
3: is Cockburn. Okay?
1: Yeah, I know. You know that so might so have. I don't know that, what we're talking about. You know, about. I actually yeah. think that might
2: have uh, of like hurt his me. career oh, for a bit. sure. It's like Bruce so. Cockburn. Yeah, I and, mean, he's the kind of guy though. Yeah. He's
1: gonna be like, I'm not changing. Why would yeah. I change my name? Oh, he would never. He would never do that. Yeah. He's such like purist. And I think yeah. he's just as big as he ever would have wanted to be. And you know, he doesn't carry himself like a rock star. I mean, yeah. he does kind of in his own way. But like, no, Cock. Cockburn,
2: Cockburn is a really—it's unfortunate because it's it yeah. sounds it sounds awful. I, yeah, uh, <laughs>
1: but if he spelled it like James Coburn, it might not have be as uh, true. You know,
3: they were playing him like on some Christian stations, and I remember that the announcers wouldn't want to say his name. Right,
1: right. Yeah, because well, I mean, he, he does true, delve yeah. into some Christian themes yeah, in yeah. his well, music. Yeah, well, he's a
3: Christian mysticist, mm-hmm. which I am. Yeah, you know, I, that's what I consider myself. You know, I believe I, I am a Christian, but. I believe it's uh, It's pure mysticism. Mm-hmm. It, it's mystical. Miracles are magic.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, and and if you have a problem with that, well, I'm sorry, but that's just what they are. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus turned the water into wine. He didn't turn the wine into water. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he came to bring joy and and uh, and enlightenment and 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 i think that if you look at it that way then that's what you'll find but if you don't it's a terrible thing mm-hmm. you know you'll become one of these repressive you know church lady types you know that the world doesn't need more of you know right so, but uh, but Bruce seems to juggle all that stuff really beautifully, mm-hmm. and uh, I I think he uh, uh, did. You read his his uh, autobiography? No, uh, it was wonderful. Yeah. It was really really you know you can tell that he has his regrets, but that it was all leading him to, to knowledge, and it was a life well is, is a life well lived.
2: Mm-hmm. Got it? Yeah.
1: yeah. All right, well... Uh, Speaking of a yeah. well-lived, Kirk Douglas. Yeah, Rest 103. Whoa.
2: 103. Wow, 103. Oh, yeah. That's a good run. That's a great I'll run. I'll take that. I'll <laughs> good take Lord. Hundred and three.
3: If I could keep my, you know, senses about
2: me, that's fun. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that was a full one. Yeah. All right. <laughs> all, all right. right.
0: Thanks Thank so much. Thank you. So so much, you we'll link
1: all the 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 move you know, on stuff in the post and stuff Rock like and that. Roll. For sure. Yeah. All, right. All, right. all right. All right, guys. See you next week. Time. Don't get abducted. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you want
2: it. Or if you do, call me. Okay. <laughs>